Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This week in League, Josh Reynolds takes up LSD in an attempt to go on some more socially acceptable trips. I thought Blake Austin played well for the city side. Josh Dugan proves that his defensive decisions are even worse than his should I get Ray Lewis's face tattooed on my groin decisions. And we preview all of the action for round nine of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 187 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am again juice to the eyeballs on caffeine. Double shot cap. And now I've had Double Coke, shot Coke cap. Zero. From where? From Macca's. It was the quickest place I had to get it. Oh, wow. Battery acid, that shit. Uh, anyway, Damn. the point is there's caffeine in it and it's going to keep me yeah, awake. I guess. <laughs> you know what I don't like is that when you fuck something up, you get to start the show again. When I do, yeah. you're like, no, 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 just leave it in. But the kids love it. No, we've we've we fucked the show up three times in the last four weeks, I think it is. <laughs> and every time they go on the back of the show, they get thrown on at the end for the kids to fucking enjoy. Good times. No, I mean, like there's there's fuck ups, like show stopping fuck ups. And the thing is, we could have blasted through the fuck up that we did before. We could have, but you just you elected the fucking. I'm a professional. Yeah. I'm a professional. <laughs> well, I hold high standards. Here. I was wondering why you're looking at me because I mean, you look at me that way a lot since the beard things come in. Yeah. So I didn't know if you were just going to fucking jump under the table for a second or. And I was wondering, yeah, how am I going to fucking, you know, commandant Lassard the fucking You were show. grabbing the stick that you used to poke me off with in, <laughs> in case I started rubbing up against your beard again. Yes. Static electricity. Yeah. Got a fucking uh, shipment of beard oil and everything on its way. Did you? Yeah, fucking nice. beard, beard life, I believe. It's beard called, life. Yeah. Life is beard, uh, beard is life. Looks like it's kind of like the book depository of fucking beard stuff. Like, the way the site was and everything, but... uh. Shipped. Just you just have to find a way to shipped fucking nerdify everything. Don't you? Shipped last night. Free shipping. Fucking good price. Might even go some starch wax. Yeah, yeah, I think it's in Melbourne. Okay. Think, yeah. So I'll see how it all goes. Full product review next uh, next week. And uh, I'm in I'm in desperate need of a trim. I've got to tell you. And again, I've, I'm wrestling with it. Like anything with me, everything's a fucking emotional roller coaster. And uh, this week, <laughs> I'm toying with the idea of fucking the beard off again. But we'll just yeah, you were we'll doing that last no, week ago. before, yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, look, oh, look, I have, I have, I have my second thoughts here and there. But now, like, I've, I've committed to, to the beard oil thing. So, like, as long as that lasts, the beard's safe. Because I'm not a wasteful person. <laughs> I'm not going to shave it off while there's still fucking beard oil left in the little thing. You're also a fucking tight ass, and you will not waste your money. <laughs> well, that's it. It's not a tight ass, but I will not. It's, I certainly will not waste my money. I'm not a money waster. <laughs> Unless you, you know. Unless all the toys and everything. Is <laughs> a waste of money in your language? I don't I'm know. I'm just looking at a 500-piece doll collection in front of me. <laughs> uh, oh, just on the on the coffee with cinnamon thing too. I should um, 
I should clarify. Someone, I forget who it was, but I had a bad experience with the, the cinnamon. And I think I might have been... Um, Motherfucker drinking his coffee cold. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what even are you to start with? But the I, I may have prescribed too much cinnamon in my in my enthusiastic endorsement of the practice last week. I Because I was using just like, you know, like a master food thing. I was just giving it a couple of, you know, like five, six, like good shakes, right? Like more than you'd put in, in, a, in a recipe. Anyway, fifteen, sixteen, so that were blocked. Went down to the went down to the Costco on the weekend, and uh, and they had a uh, Saigon cinnamon there in a big fucking you know like probably five hundred gram thing. Like great, I, would, I was planning on getting some Saigon cinnamon. It's more it's more of the taste though that you would expect from like American candy, and you know when they do cinnamon flavour, it's kind of hot. You know, come on, man. No, uh, no, I don't fuck around with cinnamon flavoured shit. All right. So if it's chocolate with chocolate and extra chocolate, doused with chocolate and yeah. spread with chocolate. So anyway, I chucked, I, I chucked like you know nearly a teaspoon in, in a. It's a gigantic fucking cup that I use. Uh, yeah, too much. <laughs> fucking is, it's all right. Like I got through it, but it was the initial shock, and because it was this you know brand new fresh cinnamon as well, where it's like you know it was more powerful. Like yeah, maybe backed that off. So I backed it off to about half a teaspoon, or you know a little bit less this morning. It was fucking magnificent again. Just back to your battery acid comment. Yes. Is that include the McCafe? Because I had a McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, and the reason, and the the reason it does is because, like you, like you, how you made the distinction just then. I too thought that wow, well maybe the McCaffrey thing won't be the battery acid, and I'll actually make a proper fucking cup of coffee. So I went in there one morning, and um, much to my surprise, it was as shit and undrinkable as anything else that well, I've ever had from McDonald's. Nicklin, by her own admission, <laughs> she says. And I'm learning a lot about this coffee situation from her because she's fucking the Ben Cousins of coffee. Um, she said, Maccas can be a bit, you know, McCafe can be a bit hit and miss depending yeah. on whether it's actual, a prop, actually a proper barista or someone with a badge that says barista that doesn't have much of a fucking clue what they're doing. Sometimes it can be great, other times not so much. She goes, but sometimes because they make a bigger cup than anyone but Zarafas. It's just what, the one to fucking... It's, you know, you just get more coffee even if it's... Yeah. below average sometimes it's what you need to do is just get yourself a fucking decent like get yourself like a four cup plunger yeah buy I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna get that's not me mate this is not as serious I, as buying a machine just a plunger it only cost, it cost you 20 well, bucks no we've got one of those Neff's cafe pod things does that count yeah yeah not so much just a plunger like you know like a, a last $500 coffee machine it's been used about 10 times yeah, but I mean, why do you spend five hundred dollars on a coffee machine where you Nicklin, put pre, where you put instant coffee in a little fucking? Nicklin was spending six hundred thousand dollars a year on fucking cups of coffee. I was trying to cut the cost down. Yeah, if you're going to do the machine thing, though, do spend that kind of money. But do the one we actually buy the coffee and you, know, you tamp it down in the thing and oh, you know make a proper cup, or just get a plunger, put the coffee in, buy some from Campos, buy a coffee grinder, or get them to grind it like plunger, you know, consistency. Do it your fucking self, and you get like if you get something like Campos, which only costs like fifteen bucks or twenty bucks for like a, a good sized bag. That is just a fucking primo, delicious fucking shit. That's probably not going to happen, but I take I'll take your point on board. Yeah, it seems like way too much effort. Fucking uh, this week in coffee, and this week in beers, and this week in hipsters. <laughs> this week in shut the fuck up and listen. We're giving you fucking pearls, cousins. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, enriching your fucking miserable lives. Just listen. Glenn's expanding his life into coffee here, and he's making mistakes along the way, but he's fucking learning, and maybe his learnings can help someone else out there. That's right. How, dare, like, how dare you, other motherfucking snobs? I was a motherfucking trailblazer <laughs> with his beard thing. Nate fucking took a long time to get on board, but here he is, and he's he's catching up fast. <laughs> you guys can too. Ah, uh, the, the fucking beards concert was on Friday night. Thank fuck I didn't buy tickets to that. Yeah. 
wouldn't have got there. We were we were isolated. I mean, nothing happened to us personally. Well, I wasn't inside. isolated, but I felt like I was because <clears> I didn't want to get outside the house. Yeah, we kept everyone at home, and fucking what a brilliant decision that was because mm. uh, Killer would have been left the school, and uh, Simone wouldn't have got home till ten o'clock at night. Had um, uh, would have been less time. You would have had less to telling you to shave your fucking beard off. Yeah, that's true too. Hmm. She's not. Maybe she- it wasn't such a great decision. Yeah, maybe I should fucking send it to work now. <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing though tonight, I need to get out there. And if there's one thing you, if I mean, obviously you listen to me intently, take it all on board. Me Pr- personally, I'm, no, well, yeah, everybody, including yourself. I'm proud of you all for doing that. But if there's one thing you want to listen to, it's this: Timmy McIntyre. You all know Timmy McIntyre. He's still <laughs> even if you everyone. fucking don't want to, you know who he is. If you're on Twitter, you've seen you've seen all bar three inches of his persona. And now <laughs> three square inches, yeah. including his nutsack. Well, he rolls it up like a bull war. No, like I mean you got to include, you got to include his teeny tiny nutsack as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, um, that was in under the shadow of the stubby cooler, though, I guess. <laughs> and he said, um. He's, like, he's such a polite boy, too. But he's not, because I told him to fuck off, and then he was like, oh, you look like a thumb. <laughs> Maybe I should have been more polite. <laughs> so he's, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you, which he said on Twitter and on Facebook when he messaged me earlier. I was wondering if I could get a shout-out for my comedy that I'll be doing at Crown Hotel in Parramatta. One world, in brackets. Oh, that means nothing to me, but maybe Crown Hotel oh, Parramatta was- people know it means... I thought he was trying to be a comedian, not one of the fucking black-eyed peas. <laughs> like Rastafari, like one love. <laughs> one world, one love. Uh, so it's on Monday night, next Monday night. Uh, he didn't give us the time, so perhaps you should go down there at 10 a.m. when the bar opens. Stay there through all day and all night, and you definitely will catch some fine comedy from Timmy McIntyre in a Comic ramblings of the smiling assassin, Timothy McIntyre. He said he would love it. If the Sydney Tool Nation could make it, and uh, I know that you guys are going to back a brother up and uh, laugh at his jokes. I can honestly say, if I lived in Sydney, I didn't give a fuck whereabouts I lived, I would be there. Yep, same. Same. I would travel across town. Manly fan, I would fucking travel. <laughs> you would. I'd travel for this. I mean, exactly. <laughs> to watch the, the great man get up on stage and, and ply his trade as a budding comic. Exactly. And Lord knows we've seen photos of Tim and, you know, people. some people have seen him in person. Yeah. And if, if there's one thing that man can do is make you laugh. And in those situations, he wasn't even trying. You just look at him and it makes you want to fucking laugh. <laughs> it's one of those heads. But when he's saying funny shit on a stage with a microphone, it's just going to laugh even more. Yeah, and, and, and anyone who does go, fucking whip out the phone. Get, get some, some photos. Footage, get some footage and photos here so we can see too. Because I want to see, see what he's got, you know, what he's made of. Get up on YouTube. Get some photos after after the show. Tool Nation, mount up. Not yeah, literally, because Tim's probably only wearing a stubby cooler on. He might get his gear off and get a stubby cooler on for photos for a photo session. I think it's only fair if he does that. Oh, if he's going to get photos of people, he's got to get into character. Exactly. Okay. Um, Just go and watch it. Exactly. Do it. And uh, report back if you do, because we will love you a long time. And just imagine, if his brother, who's far more better looking and talented, if he took up comedy, I'd go and watch him too. Twice. They look about the same, though, right? Sorry? Oh, no, Jesse, Jesse's, you know, Tim's looks like the poor cousin, but he's the poor brother. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito situation. No, no, but one's clearly <laughs> got the better end of the genetic pool. That's all I'm saying. And okay. It's not Tim. The Ben Zed. 
Will the NRL rookie have to prove he's, in quotes, NRL ready off the field too, a la Pierce Virgo and now Nielsen? Oh, what's that motherfucker putting his hand up to coach him in off-field atrocities? Yeah, fucking taking him into car oh, parks. Oh, fucking this is what you got to do, boys. you got to you got to challenge people to a fight in the car park. you got to do it on the internet, though, because you don't get in trouble if you don't actually do anything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Once you it- get to the car park, you've got to, like, swear a lot in a New Zealand accent so no one understands what the fuck you're saying. And uh, yeah, even if you're not from New Zealand, and take your misses as well, so yeah, people aren't, aren't as likely to fucking brain you. Yeah, we're like, oh, wow, she's very attractive, and she actually has some semblance of respect for that man. That he can't be all bad. Yeah, or she is, you know. Or maybe she's just as yeah. bad as him. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I've spent time with both of them. Jury's still out. Yeah, mainly because I was too drunk to remember. And you were actually <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you, you you actually were passed out through most of it. To be honest, <laughs> uh, the base chapo. I had an idea. <laughs> Hang on a sec. What a fucking trio of fucking complete and utter gronks that we've just on the shout outs. Tim, yeah. Ben, Chapo. Yeah. Fuck. All legends in their just own right. Shut the show down now. This is just gonna be bad or worse. Yeah. So Chapo said, I I haven't I had an idea that I think may work for the NRL. What about having a card system like they do in soccer? If you put on a report for a single offence you get a yellow card and if you get on a report a second time during a game, you get a red and sent off. That's about the six hundred eighty-seven thousandth time I've heard that idea, and it, it's a it's a good but idea hey, in a sense. Chapo, he's just jumped on. Look, you're an innovator. <laughs> Firstly, that's the first point I'd like to make. The second point I'd like to make is um, how often also a virgin in the course of a game. What he's done is this this has been formulated specifically to get Josh Reynolds off the field for his side <laughs> because. Really? He's the only one that's committing multiple When people do stuff in rugby league in a game, they generally only do one thing. Generally. I'm not saying it's exclusive, but but 90 times out of 100, you would have to say that they do one thing. Like maybe it's a high tackle that slipped up, put it out on report, you know, whatever. But like it's only Josh Reynolds that's going around going, I'll fucking trip this car, but I can't hang here. I'm trying to fucking squirrel this car. Like. Oh, yeah, it's just like... He's a dead-sad nutcase. Maybe they should just give him a fucking mental assessment and say, look, you're not fit to play the sport anymore. Um, Life of Ty. There's no better people on Twitter than the Twill Nation. He's a good man. He's a good man, Ty. Having a tough time at the moment. And uh, we are supporting him 100%. Bernard JKD. Someone else is having a hard time. Not Bernard, but uh, RIP Danny Jones playing for the Keeley Cougars today. 13 Welsh caps, including games versus New Zealand and Kangaroos in 2011-2013. Killed over, died of a heart attack four minutes into a game. On the field? On the field. Oof. Fuck. Yeah. I did hear, I mean, pardon my ignorance, I did hear that the, the young man had passed away. I didn't realise it had happened on the fucking field. Four minutes into the game, I think it was. Fuck. It's fucked up. I've only just caught up on that. That's fucking mm. horrible. Michael Darren, 79. There's not giving a fuck. And then there's Josh Reynolds not giving a fuck. <laughs> That's true. And he really has raised raised the bar for like brain explosive behaviour. But multiple brain explosions in one in game. One, in one game. I mean... That one against the Broncos yeah. last year was good. There was three. Yeah. He, but he's, he's working himself up into like a like a, a Hall of Fame, like Hoppawato Hall of Fame kind of situation. You think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think... Honestly, I don't think he's very good. And I think his form's dropping off to the point where, you know he might be saved by the fact that he won't be in first grade or he'd be in England or something like that. Mm. 
But that's the only thing that's going to save him. He's going to be the Ewan McGrady of his generation. He's going to fucking kill someone like, if he keeps it up. He's going to disappear off the face of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> yeah, because he never hit the heights of Ewan McGrady. I mean, Ewan McGrady had that one season, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt. Well, I mean, Josh Reynolds fucking has played Origin. Yeah, but you wouldn't have said he's like he was the star of anything, though. You know what I mean? Like, where did he finish on the overall polling? Up until some recent developments, including that Broncos game last year, there was, you know, there'd be Broncos, a uh, Bulldogs fan saying that he was a fucking star. Yeah, now the Bulldogs can't wait to get the fucking rid of him. Yeah, they've turned on him. Yep. Uh, Matt Jim, Frank B. Said, the sexual tension on here between Chapo and Saguna is obscene. Can they not arrange a special meet-up somewhere? Imagine the fucking kids. Oh, they'd fight each other because they're fucking tough cars. They are. They are very, very tough. This men. is Chapo and, and the Ben's head all over again, and those two ended up fucking. Just it's just Chapo's pent up sexual frustration. <laughs> <laughs> just somebody, can we take a fucking collection? Someone Chapo's got two more. Two, he's, he's, get he's got Doyle. Two. As far as someone throwing a hat around, get Doyle to throw his flat brim around. Yeah. People fucking throw some change in there. Let's get Chapo laid once and for all. Fucking hell. The, the whole world will thank us. The pent-up <laughs> frustration. It's, it's just driving the poor man crazy. Yeah. The Biggest Tiger. He's finally submitted his uh, FMK list, if you will. Fuck. Jason Taylor, 94. Marry. Jason Taylor, 15. <laughs> Kill. Jason Taylor, 16. If Robbie tells me to. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got a, it's, got like, a, it's, it's like my dad tweeting. Yeah, actually, that's his, yeah, except your dad would have killed him back in like 1990, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> in the late 90s or whatever yeah. it was, 99. Um, okay, uh, Andy Kintz, he uh, bald Andy, he's given us a couple of tweets on the trot here. Is Lando on Twitter? Need Lucky Undies updates. Lando did have a Twitter account, apparently. Didn't take to it or didn't use it much or whatever. So the suggestion has been uh, he's been put out there, and uh, I think he may join Twitter. I think if we can get Danny Tequila on Twitter, we can land on Twitter. The Aussieest man alive on Twitter. That's the thing. He needs to make the handle like you know at Aussies Aussies cunt ever or something like that. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, Andy again. Some fucking legend needs to start a Lucky Undies Twitter account to tell us how tough it is to be on Lando's ass. Maybe Mrs. Lando could do that. <laughs> there you go, Kate. Get in there. <laughs> and uh, Andy's final tweet uh, that'll appear on this show. Anyway, he said, uh, I'm on to my second listen of This Week in League. Question to Twill Nation. How many times do you listen to an episode? Fuck. Not even once. Not even <laughs> once. <laughs> that's that's my list. <laughs> There's my tally. How many do you do? <laughs> it's a week mix thing. <laughs> I used to... Um I used to listen back and critique myself and take it yeah. uber seriously and think of things that I can improve on. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm too fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I want to... I'm not... I, Where's my coffee? I, I can't speak definitively I can't 100%. Speak. <laughs> I can't speak definitively 100%. I may have never listened to an episode of this show. Really? No, you would have listened to no, the early ones. But back in the day... You used to have to listen back to it. Back in the day, like probably for the first three years when, when editing, I would actually listen to the entire show, the entire thing and edit as it went and all that sort of thing and did a thousand micro edits, you know, to the, to the course of the show. Yeah, that, I listened to the full things and, and, you know, multiple times, I guess, you know, to sections and everything back in, you know, fixing something, going through, listen to how it went, you know, that sort of thing. But then, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Straight through they go. I'm listening to it now. There now you go. That's my one look, time. Now it's fucking the epitome of professional broadcasting. Exactly. And the epitome, and the epitome of like, you know, 
you know, gives a fuck. <laughs> I got no time. <laughs> it's funny when if we we be, but we're better at it too. Like as far as like flowing and you know that kind of thing. Whereas back in the day we were fucked like when we first started. My fucking greatest of all time. Took some getting used to, but uh, yeah, now we're here. Jack Dorigo, nineteen seventeen. I love Jennifer. I was listening to the podcast when I heard Glenn speak about falling asleep unexpectedly. Have you had this checked out? Conditions like narcolepsy and or sleep apnea <laughs> can cause similar issues. As your Twitter mama, please get look into look, looked into. Look, I just I cram a lot into each day, and sometimes there's, I find I'm still awake doing shit like driving home when my body should be asleep. And sometimes there's an internal body battle that goes on between the part of me that says you probably need to stay awake because you're travelling at 100 kilometres an hour behind the wheel of a motor vehicle yep. and the other part that says fuck this let's go to sleep yep. Yep. so far the one that wants to stay awake <laughs> is one out is one <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and I did reply and said no I don't think it's actually I don't think he has, uh, he's not narcoleptic or anything like that but uh, he's just really fucking died <laughs> yeah ne- necrophilic maybe but that has actually nothing to do with anything. <laughs> You've just... just uh, it's a, just a confession, whatever. It's like the jinx of that HBO series where you just fucking dropped yourself in it. <laughs> when you didn't think anyone was listening. Uh, Tad Pike. Don't hear from him too often. No. Maybe he's still available to pick us up on Grand Final Day, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking stellar service last I was one. thinking stellar. of a great man because uh, Jackson's... As, as much as he doesn't support the team at all, he loves the fucking Sippy Cup. Yep, yep. He's, I'm like, well, that's my cup, man. It's like you, you're not, you don't even follow the Tigers. He goes, "It's a great cup, though, Dad." <laughs> Fuck this kid. Just fill it. You just fill it up with the coke and just leave the bourbon in there, like whatever was in there on the day. <laughs> That's it. But uh, and I was thinking of the great man the other day because I um, made myself a, a smoothie and it was the only cup that was big enough to take to have the whole fucking smoothie in it at once. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, Tad, a great man. Anyway, he's probably going to undo all those good thoughts with one tweet now. No, he said, "Nice show this week." Seven months until the big show. You guys in? The World Beard Championships. <laughs> <laughs> Championships. Well, no, I'm... Yeah, no, I'm, What is like, even involved in that shit? That's, that's when people see, do that. That's when people do those designs and shit with the crazy... Did you actually see some of the photos of the people that they used as promos for the World Beard Championships? No. We ain't got a fucking chance. They're these dudes are like... No, we're doing a beard. Those guys are fucking works of art. But they're like the guys like with with beards like longer than ZZ Top to do like octopus tentacles and all sorts of fucking oh, designs and shit, guys, right? But there's guys with like impeccable fucking and you know the moustache things yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, no, and nobody got time for that. Unless there's a fucking specific hobo class. Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. in the World Beer Championships, oh, I haven't got a hope in hell. <laughs> Here's the next tweet. You Muppets read my tweet. Didn't say my name. Too busy gabbing about video refs pulling each other off into bunker. Hash fifteen minutes. Oops, I didn't say his name again. <laughs> That's because we don't want to know what his name is. It was Mr. Shando, Mr. Underscore Sando for oh, people well, playing at home. told his name. Yeah, you know, you know. then we get it next about two weeks in a row. You didn't tell me Hammers, H4MMERZ. Get a fucking Twitter name that, you know, I don't have to spell out. That's hard. Trying to get you some follow, son. Come on. LOL, Glenn going through a honeymoon coffee slash caffeine gibbering phase. Honeymoon's not over yet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my honeymoon went for this long. <laughs> Jason's 400. Twill Nation jersey, ordered. Where's my membership and where's my Twill Nation jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Cole underscore 316. Uh, lattes and cinnamon coffee, the fuck am I listening to? Hash this week in Ligon Street. Uh, You're welcome. The biggest tiger. 
Mate bagging on Noffa's try, then dumping on Moses. Sometimes Glenn gets me through these podcasts. <laughs> hash Glenn TMB, hash hard being a tiger. You're welcome. Did you see the <laughs> fucking brouhaha that played out on Tuesday or... Like, oh, no, it would have been about Friday last week. Oh, yeah. Fuck, you can find them. Oh, fuck me. Dead. And like, this is this is the thing. The person involved, and I'd say their Twitter name, but I can't... It's Julia something, but I can't remember what it is. Julia Gulia or something. Yeah, but I don't know. There's underscores and stuff in there too. I'm Julia not sure how underscore, it. underscore Gulia. Yeah. Tigers fan, quite a passionate one. I have conversed many times over on my personal account. Oh, really? A friend of Chapo's. Doesn't know what doesn't know what fucking this week in league's all about. So what happens is like the usual Gronks, they see a tweet and go, Oh fucking how outrageous that I am outraged. Not, not realising that we're having a joke with fucking someone who knows what who's in on the joke as well. And he says, Fucking rah and I go, All right then. I'm not gonna set I'm not gonna set anyone straight it's not my job to be on Twitter and set people straight and go, Hang on, no, we just this is a fucking joke again. No, I'll fucking fight you. I'll I'll make you delete your account. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'll make you question your motives to fucking survive. Um, if you want to fucking, yeah. Go Storm 1. Go Storm 1. Never to be heard. Sharkman 05. Probably numerous other ones as well that escaped me at the moment, but Sharkman was a favourite one of mine. Because I was drunk and it was night time and, and everyone saw it and it was just fucking on and everyone was just like sitting on the sidelines just going, <laughs> popcorn, <laughs> popcorn.gif. Um, bakes. The Scarecrow 23. I don't think I've laughed so much as I did in the first 20 minutes. And I said, of, what, like ever? sex with Birdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, what, like like ever? And he's, uh, okay, that's be cool. <laughs> he goes, no, no, I just went, oh, yeah, that t- first 20 minutes of that episode. Oh, okay. Way to fuck it up. Steve-O. <laughs> Steve-O wins. Listening to This Week in League whilst coming down from a gunpowder-induced high. Dangerous mix. I didn't know you get high off gunpowder. Unless he's talking about just like, yee-haw, USA. (laughs) Why is he snorting gunpowder? That's fair. Steve, I've got concerns for your welfare. Mark Hill. Boys, if we want to halve the cheating and diving in the NRL is a simple solution. Force Ennis into retirement. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I had had a tweet from Rev Rev Sunny 101, a.k.a. uh, Wayne. (laughs) I'm not going to give you satisfaction. What's the most handsome dogs fan other than Trapo? Possessor of a beard, so he's always going to be a level up on, you know, on most. True. Kiri, happy to play for New South Wales stories, bullshit. I spoke to him at a work event last year and he hates the idea of being a blue. So that's almost, that's, you know. What was Luke Kiri doing at your work event? Don't know. He's a reverend. What was Luke Kiri doing at church? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rev, what was he, at? What, what was the work event? Because um, we know, you remember what he, where he works, so we were speaking about it at El Loco on Grand Fondo. Oh, 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 that's mate. right, you are drunk. <laughs> I mean, drunker, <laughs> drunk est. <laughs> but then he followed up. And I said, I said, that's the yeah. only thing I remember about that day is buying Birdo a bunch of drinks. That's all I remember. Wow, you're pretty drunk. <laughs> and then I said, you know, that's great. You know, thanks for the information. He said, make it known we have to prevent Souths from rotting the Blues along with the rest of rugby league. <laughs> Sensational on Facebook, Lando, the Aussie Sky Alive, two Glenn Blakeleys, one cup. Side note, Ballsack's happy they don't have to work with Lucky Undies this weekend. I question their commitment. And Todd, who's Todd OTV on Twitter, but he jumped over on Facebook for this one. He's uh, finally starting to catch up on apps after being on holidays. And he's, so he submitted his FMK. Fuck, thigh day. More cushion for the pushing. That's some logic. <laughs> and also, he'd bring you like the threesome stuff as well, wouldn't he? Thigh day. Absolutely. Up, up to that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So be careful what you wish for because at the, at the be, end of the day you might invite Sam over but then Darius and Carmichael will so you'd, be, you'd, you'd be walking by legged though because I mean if you if, you, if it was Sam that you chose to fuck I mean he'd be the third man in so you know <laughs> you've at least got three marry Parker so every day when he gets home from work I can bitch to him about playing like shit as my super coach captain needs more offloads <laughs> and kill <coughs> Miranda can't enough said <laughs> It's got so many haters. Well, yeah, two. Todd and Mitch. Daughter. No, I think there's a few. If you listen to people talk at the footy. <laughs> and just in general, okay, um, as you know, the memberships were reopened. There's, I was talking to Glenn uh, before we recorded. I think there's eight left. That's the final chance. Get in there um, or not, whatever. Eight left. That's the final offer. Speaking of eight, I think it's eight run TMBs, is it? I didn't actually check. I think it was eight. I haven't seen them come through this week, though, so it's, it's thereabouts anyway. So I'll uh, get in there as well. Solzy04, he's, uh, he's jumped in and said, um, the reason that Run TMB shirts aren't selling is the Campbelltown element. They're waiting for it to be in a shop they can steal from. <laughs> Probably a fair bit of truth of that. The jerseys. Put the hard word on you guys last week to get it over the top, and um, boy, did you fucking come to the party. I think we breached it well and truly, probably 10 more than we needed. So fantastic effort. And uh, was just talking to Glenn, it was yesterday we were having a chat, and uh, you were saying, you know, you want to get one for Jackson. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fucking great idea. I'll get one for the kids as well. So, um, yeah, we can do kids ones, and we can do them slightly cheaper. It is funny, though, I mean, because we always bitch about the price of kids' jerseys in comparison to the, the adult jerseys and stuff. They still don't cost fucking... They're still like... As far as cost to us, it's not even not 20% cheaper. Yeah. Um, but we are prepared to make it. 25% cheaper for your 60 bucks kids jerseys we're going to close them off um, well look at the end of the day if we put the order in first thing Monday morning like I was going to shut them at the end of the week but I mean at the end of the day the weekends they can't put the order in on weekend anyway right well yeah I reckon just um, maybe give them till full time Monday night footy we'll put the order in Tuesday okay done full-time Monday night footy. If you want a kid's jersey, get in there and get it. Um, it'll be on the website uh, as an option as of the time you're listening to this. I'll put it in um, while I'm editing the show tonight. And uh, yeah, get in there. So uh, good idea, Glenn. And uh, hopefully... Look, I'm full of those, Nathan, since I've taken up drinking coffee. <laughs> you're a regular Einstein. Oh, so that's an in-joke for something you'll never fucking get because it's a manly, manly in-joke. I'll tell you after. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought it was a movie. News and a uh, couple of random stories this week. As, as always, around State of Origin, Grand Final time, and this rep weekend, when there's not any real football going down, the stories tend to be a bit, you know, human interesty. So I got a bit of a grab bag of stuff though. And uh, an interesting one I saw today, given the bitching, NRL referees are getting try scoring decisions right at the highest rate since the edict to rule on tries before referring the final say to the video referee was introduced. The referees had an 86% success rate over the opening eight rounds when ruling if a try had been scored or not before sending it upstairs. The rule was changed in 2013 to force the on-field referee to make a live decision before sending it to the video referee, and the video referee must now find suitable evidence to overturn the decision by the on-field official. 
They finished the 2013 season with 82% success, a mark which lifted to 83% last year. This season has been 221 video ref decisions with the on-field referees getting it correct 191 times, meaning there has been 30 incorrect calls. Tony Archer, the referee's boss, praised the amount of calls his team had got correct. Their live decisions are certainly quite good at this stage. We want them to make that live decision to make the video referee uh, review process instead of a decision-making process. That's why, on a number of occasions, the referee is good to come out with a live decision. What we want them to do is have the capacity to get in the right positions and have good vision on the ball and come up with a live decision. If there's an aspect that needs to be reviewed, then send it to the video referee to review it instead of being the decision-maker, which they were. Look, honestly... I think the fact that the video referee can't overrule it in many situations has probably padded this record a little bit. Somewhat, yeah. In my opinion. Especially with things like um, uh, like held-up calls or unsighted groundings, you know, that kind of thing. Where it's a fucking lottery. Uh, yeah, where it's a lottery. And so the video ref won't overrule it. So, of course, you know, the guy's right. You know, the guy feels right. Where, where he's not necessarily, you know, a correct decision. The interesting thing here is that Matt Chechen has made the most incorrect calls. What a surprise. Having eight wrong calls this season. Adam Devchich is next with six errors. Jared Maxwell, Gavin Morris and Ashley Klein are ranked the best of the match officials who've made more than 10 live decisions, which is two errors each. And uh, the leading whistleblower, Jared Sutton, has 24 from 27 decisions correct. So uh, now Archer's saying the percentage of correct decisions was taken into account when deciding which games are given to referees. We take it into account in relation to the aspects involved in making a decision, their positional play, their ability to keep vision on the ball, and their live decision in relation to other aspects of play. It's an area they want to be accurate in. There's always the option the review process allows it to be overturned. They're not criticised if they're overturned. If there's a reason why it was incorrect, they aren't to be judged. To be realistic in a perfect world, you want to increase the number of correct decisions, and you want the referees to be in a comfortable position. I haven't put a figure around it. I think Tony Archer's actually doing a fairly reasonable job. I think, um, you know, Bill Harrigan's probably the, you know, I think he's probably the benchmark as far as referees over over time, unless you're a Manly fan. Yeah, he's a bit of a cunt, Super yeah. League cunt too, to be fair. True, but he, and he, I mean, he's, he's a big fan of himself. Let's not... Loves himself. He does. Shit job as a referees administrator or boss of referees. Anyway, my point is... He's probably universally regarded as the fucking the standard as far as referees go. He's like um, Todd Greenberg referees. <laughs> Good operator. I just think he, One of the uh, best operators in the game with a whistle in his mouth. Are you done? <laughs> I think Tony Archer actually stays under the radar a bit, but uh, he's you know when he has something to say, he um, it's very poignant and, and comes out you know fairly realistic comments measured. Um, I think the referees, as I've said before, it's a, it's a fucking hard job at any level, um, and and certainly at the, at the highest level of the game in the NRL, it is uh, immeasurably harder when you, you factor in the crowd and the pressure and all the rest of it. But um, you know those sort of stats are are good to see, but you still see some fucking clangers and things mm-hmm. that just go completely unchecked, and you know certain things in the game that should be a focal point, like. You know, checks on runners, you yeah. know, with coming through on kicks like yeah. that. Pretty well now is, is going almost, it's open slather. Yeah. Like people are dropping shoulders and hips and yeah. whereas, you know, when it first, you know, when they first really started policing it heavily, you couldn't fucking breathe in the direction of a guy running through on the ball. Yeah. 
and it was a penalty. Now they've gone completely the other way. Like then, they put some, then they put some rules around it, and it's, it's easy for the players to sort of stay close enough to that that rule or, or look like they're not intentionally doing something. That's and, right. You know. Um, yeah. you know, so there's certain aspects of you know decisions on the field and things that they need to focus on a bit more than what they are at the moment. But um, I just think anyone that sits at home and... and watches the entire game and I, and there are a few people I don't want to mention any names but there are some people that you do get the feeling on Twitter or, or social media when they watch a game not really interested in what the two teams are doing they're more <laughs> interested in picking the referees to pieces in every single fucking decision and every time the whistle's blown or not yeah. blown um, there's more to rugby league than that and you know I enjoy watching my team play and um, more often than not if if a team's good enough, um, you know, they may get some decisions go their way and, and they'll get other decisions that go against them. But if a team's good enough, more often than not over the course of a season, um, they'll get the results. Okay. Uh, we talked about the uh, television rights deals uh, coming up. There's been advance on that. And there's uh, talk that there'll be a fourth free-to-air match on Saturday nights and that'll be one of the key battleground issues in the rights talks. Three free-to-air NRL games a week are now screened by Channel 9. Uh, the commercial networks are going to lobby hard to get a live Saturday night game. This could be a time slot for a second free-to-air network for Rugby League, which misses out on the Friday night properties and the all-important State of Origin series. Fox Sports presently broadcasts all Saturday NRL con- content in most weeks. They'd have to pay a premium price to keep all matches on that day exclusively. Despite strong Monday night ratings for Fox Sports NRL games this year, a free-to-air network would much prefer a Saturday night NRL property rather than the first night of the working week. Um... One central issue with the NRL rights has become whether one network will be able to afford all all the free-to-air rights. Um, industry analysts say that the NRL could expect to receive at least $1.5 billion for a five-year term, up from its current $1.025 billion. Uh, another matter central to these talks is the ownership of the 10 network. Dave Smith, the CEO of the NRL, confirmed last week the rights for different time slots around each round and the Plum State of Origin matches could be divided between networks and won by the highest bidder. Networks heard the same message from the previous NRL administration in 2012, but the difference is that Channel 9 was able to bid to retain all free-to-air properties with a first and last refusal condition. It's an advantage that 9 relinquished for the next rights negotiations. The 7 Network is said to be keen to cherry-pick the three origin matches at what would be a massive markup. 9 would like to gain the rights to broadcast an AFL match from the suite of time slots commanded by 7 until the end of the season. When final bills are made, so when final bids are made to the NRL and AFL, we'll know exactly how much the seven and nine networks wanted programming from outside their primary football codes, and how much was shadow boxing. So, that's a massive increase. Oh yeah, it's good, great for the game. It is fantastic for the game. I'd I like the game to be to, to to put some conditions around the people bidding as well and saying, look, you know, it's great you want to pay the most for this thing and they want to pay the most for that. But Channel 9, you, you if you win for the, the winner, or it doesn't matter Channel 9, the winner who has the rights, who pays for the rights to broadcast Friday Night Football, every fucking channel's got a digital station now. All the, all the free-to-air channels got, you know, have got digital channels. So you must have both games live. One on your on your main channel and one on your other one. And if you want to run it like normal Friday night football and have a first game and a second game, that's fine. But you have to have a mirrored on the other, you know, in the reverse on the other channel, so people can choose to watch the game they want to watch first. Or I if just, they don't want to watch the second game, they can fucking, you know. The game's not a whore, Nathan. 
And let me tell you, it is at the moment. I felt like <laughs> during the last TV rights broadcast that Channel Nine, the NRL had a number. They yeah. had a number in mind. They Channel, won, Channel yeah. Nine said, "You know what? I'll pay that number. Let's go upstairs. I want you to lay. I want you to fucking kneel on the bed. I want you to spread your ass as far and wide as it could go, <laughs> and I'm going to have my way with you. And you're not going to be able to say how I'm going to do it, yep, or when I'm going to do it, or how long I'm going to delay it." It's just going to... We own we own the game. Yep. This is what's going to happen. The game needs to be better than that. And yep. they need to fucking realise the product they have yep. and realise that if Channel 9 doesn't pay it, then Channel 10 might, Channel yep. 7 might, or a combination of all of it might, and Channel 9 might be arsehole out of it altogether. They don't I get think to they dictate know, the fucking yeah. terms. I think they know. I think they know now particularly the current administration, everything they've done has been towards realising what the game's worth and charging accordingly. Look at the the, the way origin prices and things like yeah. that have gone through the roof. Grand final ticket prices, etc. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think no. you know, for all the money that's coming in via the TV rights deal, you know, we're still struggling to um, get the sort of crowds and, and pack stadiums out. Yeah, but not for the things that they're jacking up like origin and stuff. Yeah, or, but origin's always going to be a sellout. I don't you know. know. Look you know, at the grand final last year. Two absolute cunt sides that no one likes to watch, who don't draw who don't draw fans to their their weekly round games. Yet there was a lot of bleeding about ticket prices, and there was a lot of people complaining, and there was a lot of people crying that it wasn't in certain games, big games, yeah. weren't going to be a sellout, including Origin Three. That there was fucking thousands of free tickets given away. Yes, it was a dead rubber. dead rubber though, and not only a dead rubber. It was a dead rubber in Queensland after they'd been fucking done yeah. for you know for a, the first time in almost a decade. So there was a lot of like fucking surly, you know what I mean, like surly fucking like you know spit dummy type you know sort of attitudes as well. Yeah, I, I still think. Yeah, I, I guess dead rubber is a hard one to argue as well. But like if it was a dead rubber and it would happen, happened to be one of the years where the last game was in New South Wales. Mm. It would have been fucking. It would have been a sellout of like people. Like it would have been like a celebration party. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think they are headed in the right direction. And I, I, like I said, I just think that the NRL needs to dictate some terms um, to get the best out of their product and um, you know value add and and things like that to to give the the consumer more more content and more quality content over and above just the actual physical product on the field. Um, there has been some serious developments with other shows. You know, I'm not a huge Matty Johns fan, but, you know, they have put shows together. The, you know, the Sturlow program, mm. NRL 360. Yep. Like, there are a lot more rugby league-centric shows, whereas, you know, in years gone by, there was really only the footy, the show, footy show and yeah. and maybe one some other show, show, you know, yeah. some other thing on, on Foxtel. So, um, again, headed in the right direction. And for another um, fucking 500 million or whatever they're talking yeah. about, yeah. Um, about that. You know, you would imagine that, that we're going to get um, some serious advancements in in the way the product can be consumed, and and you know, and what we get to consume. Okay, moving along, we'll talk about the game later. Sorry, yeah, just okay. one other thing I was thinking of when you're talking. Yeah, what does that mean for expansion? You would think if they're going to get another five hundred million, <clears throat> expansion has to be part of that. I'm glad you mentioned that because the. Uh, television industry sees as common sense that the NRL must first decide how many teams will be in the competition long term mm. so I guess over we've got two years till the end of the current deal then they're talking about another five five years from that 
So over the next seven years, um, Shane Richardson, who's the head of strategy, is examining the worth of expansion to the to the composition in among other aspects of future planning for the sport. So, um, sports media analyst Colin Smith, managing director of global media and sports, named the NRL, AFL, and cricket as the three absolute must-carry sports for commercial networks and subscription television. Most expect the AFL, which comes out of contract a year earlier than the NRL, to reach a decision before the NRL does. A television executive said one network had submitted its bid for AFL programming two weeks ago. So uh, nine with the current, with the NRL rights and seven with AFL rights. We'll try hard to keep all current re- current programming. This allows them to package advertising across multiple days and nights as a one stop shop. But yeah, I see what you're saying. And yes, uh, I think we will get expansion because if they're going to fucking chuck on an extra fifty percent on top of what they already had, they're going to want more for their bang for their buck. Yeah, and they could. Yeah, and 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 other. You know, that's when you look at okay expansion where they're going to expand to it's our commercial our commercial networks that rules out new zealand if they if they really want to use that as a, as a carrot for those guys perth entire new market afl dominated whoever owns the league over the top of the afl you know that gives them something to throw in there yeah. where else western Corridor. got to go up at two yeah only because they're talking about a base uh, 90 seconds from my house yeah, but I mean, what have okay, they? Maybe not the stadium, but what, what have they? What have they already got in the works, though? Oh, the junior nursery of the. No, 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 no. They've got no, but I mean, as far as a bid. Well, like bombers, uh, the Brisbane bombers or whatever they were, they they must be more further advanced, right? You'd think so, but there is a there is a a legitimate Western Corridor bid. I don't know how advanced it is, but those sort of things could be ramped up very quickly once you get you know a sniff. Paul Pasali. Ipswich Mayor, mm. very, very vocal um, in his support for a, a Western Corridor Rugby League site. Yeah. Also very influential, that guy, yeah. um, within, you know, state government. Um, has a lot of contacts and, and his voice is one that, um, given his respect uh, and the regard that he's held in uh, in a political sense, um, his voice carries a lot of weight. So, um, and he's, he's very, very passionate about the Ipswich area and... Um, yeah, and with the the Brisbane Lions pulling the pin on their AFL base there at Springfield, um, he's already flagged the, the possibility that um, that land there, which is already cleared and ready for all sorts of sporting fields and all yeah. the rest of it, it's it's ready to go for a, a base, so yeah. to speak. Um, and to be honest, Sinathambi, the man yeah. behind the fucking the whole development, mm. he ponied up. A lot of his own cash to put the railway line in. Yeah. Um, and Mate, the money he they likes spent, to put his name on shit. The money they the money they spent, Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> the money the money the, the, that family has spent. I remember years ago when I was in advertising, did some stuff for Springfield when it was still just fucking hole in the ground. Mm. And yeah, back in the early days, I mean, a lot of the dreams haven't come as to fruition as much as he would have liked. I don't think. But fuck. It's amazing. It's an amazing area. And, you know, every week there's new announcements on things that are, you know, proposed and, and you know, penciled in for development. I just think that there's plenty of land there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that shopping centre, the whole precinct there would benefit. Yeah. Um, think think about, you know, the Rabina precinct. Yeah. Um, it's even more central, you know, depending on where you flag the stadium, I guess. But... Um, you know, we're talking long term as well, but um, the junior nursery's there, the land's there, the area's growing. It's the fastest growing area in Australia at the moment. Uh, it would make a lot of sense. 
I'm incredibly biased, though. You are. Look, and you know what? 90 seconds. I'm sure, shit you know, it's probably less than that. Yeah. From my house. And, I, and I'd be happy. I'd be happy if they put one there. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd make, you know, be able to make a trek out for a second manly or a third manly game in South East exactly. potentially a year. Um, I'd be happy for that. I'd be happy for one fucking, I'd, I'd be delighted to, you know, maybe fucking <laughs> put one out at Redcliffe. Sensational. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. I am. Um, Not 90 seconds, but you know. Yeah, I, I would definitely have season tickets there with Jackson. Yep. It's a bit hard to get him to Broncos games every fucking Friday night and back home, you're getting home late. Yep. He's got footy the next day. Um, something that close to home, we could legitimately walk there. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I um, would definitely definitely have season tickets. So there you go. I think we can all agree, as long as it's not Central Coast. I think that ship sailed, hasn't it? You know, you look at the Mariners, yeah. I, I think, in the soccer. Yeah. You know, they were heavily supported. That's dropped off a fair, fair bit from, from what I understand. And yep. there's just not the same buzz and the same talk around the, the Central Coast bit as, as what there was. When, in talk, when it comes to expansion, oh, they fucking love it. Mm. They love it. But they had their fucking chance. And... And forevermore, they can fuck themselves. A big, a big part of... <laughs> a big part oh. of uh, the selling point was look at how it... You know, look at how the, we're supporting a rival code. Yeah. They don't even have that now. Yeah, you had your, you had the the you had the actual code there. Chose not to support it, and you know, f- f- quite frankly, from a rugby league perspective, but I'm if like, they had, Manly wouldn't come. Yeah, out. that's what I say. From a rugby league perspective, they go fuck themselves because they had their chance. But from a personal perspective, tops, good, <laughs> you done good, cuz. <laughs> because of your petty shit house attitude, I got my team back. Fucking sensational. I was still be supporting team with fucking like Kamali and. Useless non-manly cunts in it. Can you imagine? Fuck. <laughs> that's that's what you got to look to. So in conclusion, to year, Nathan. Perth and Springfield. Amen. Springfield Panthers. <laughs> Fuck Penrith off. <laughs> Send Penrith to Perth. Oh wait, we're gonna have a Perth team. So they can't go to Perth. <laughs> Send them to Broome or fucking Darwin. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait. If we have the Springfield Panthers in the NRL, do we get their cheerleaders back? Yeah, <laughs> just saying, girls, a spare room at my house. <laughs> high bar, high bar. If they want to challenge the actual legit Panthers, <laughs> not that kind of bar, man. Oh, I saw, I saw the. Uh... <laughs> it's an audio medium, the you podcast, but yeah, yeah, it's an audio medium. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about the game later. But Tim Sheens may have coached his last senior game as Kangaroos officials at Ponder a plan to entice Craig Bellamy to Australia's top coaching job. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. With Sheen's one-year contract extension to expire at the end of this year, and with Australia not playing a test match until the mid-season clash against the Kiwis next year, Sheen's seven-year stint as Kangaroos coach could be over. Bellamy's the number one target to lead the Kangaroos on next year's end-of-year end of tour into England and into the 2017 World Cup as they consider appointing a full-time coach for the first time. Bellamy is contracted with the Storm until the end of next year and he's indicated he'll step down as an NRL coach when his contract expires. That would mean he'd have to juggle the role as Kangaroos coach and Storm coach for just one game next year before taking on the role in a full-time position as the fallout to Kangaroos' 26-12 loss to New Zealand on Sunday continues. Sheens and Bellamy share a long relationship with Bellamy playing his final season of first grade under Sheens at Canberra, which is fucking irrelevant because the idea is arseholing one for the other. Um, 
The Australian Rugby League Commission, which appoints the Kangaroos coach, will undergo a full review of the Kangaroos, who've lost their past three games against the Kiwis for the first time since 1953, including last year's Four Nations final defeat. Sheen's wanted a three-year deal when his contract expired last year. It was only given a one-year extension, with officials wanting to see which coaches became available before making a long-term commitment. The Kangaroos are in no rush to make a decision, and with a clear international end-of-year calendar, a judgment is not likely until the end of the year. Although Sheens has worked solely with the Kangaroos since his sacking by the Tigers at the end of 2012, he was not deemed as an official full-time coach. He has acted as an ambassador for the NRL at several events, including overseas tours. A full-time coach would work similarly to Origin coaches Laurie Daly and Mal Meninga. Bellamy. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uninspiring. However, who who do, you, who do you pick? If we're going to shit on one, who do you pick? It's a tough call. It is. If you're going to have a one, no one comes immediately. Yeah, no one comes jumps to mind because how many coaches are at a decent level still with their head in the game, but can be full time coach? Tuvi's going to be looking for a job shortly. Yeah, apparently. Every week you hear that. Yeah, it's it's a tough call. If you're going to have a, a you know a standalone. Australian coach with no club affiliation. I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen if your Australian coach has got a club affiliation? You know, what's the worst that could happen? Lottie Takiri plays wing for Australia. (laughs) Robbie Farrah plays for Australia, period. Let's move on. You've just just ruined it. (laughs) I don't know who they'd replace. I mean, because you've got the origin coaches. I mean, if you can't have a club affiliation, then, you know, you probably wouldn't want someone with an origin affiliation, right? No, definitely not. So there's that. Um, Brian Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to trim it. Daniel Anderson. It, I mean, to be honest, you look at Thiday's effort on the weekend, it's like Craig Bellamy is already fucking coaching him. <laughs> so, look, you know, Bellamy what might a, be available. but just, a, just on that. Yeah. I know we'll get to it. Yeah. Do you remember when Cam Smith missed a grand final because he's fucking grapple tackle on mm-hmm. Sam Thorday? Oh, fucking, yeah, I was, yeah, I was there. It was tremendous. Fucking hell. Swings and roundabouts, eh? Yep. Sam Thorday. He was watching the game from the bench and then the camera went to him on the bench and the fucking booze reverberating around the fucking Tears stadium. Everywhere. It was one of my best, it was one of my favourite moments of the game, actually, when he came up on the big screen and the booze were just deafening. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that was somewhat of a tangent, but... Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying, and yeah, and um, look, I'm, I'm, while we've been talking, I'm trying to actually think of a legit offer to put up instead of. So if if you could pick a club affiliated coach, any yeah. coach at all, who'd yeah. you pick? <sighs> think of current serving club coaches. Really, the upper echelon you would think would be. Well, Bellamy, but we said we can't be Bellamy. You know, we laughed at Bellamy. So, you know, maybe not laughing at it, but yeah, you know, maybe that's not the way to go. Who else is up there? Hasler. I think Bellamy's um, Bellamy's origin record. Fucking yeah, but his origin record was it was against a team that was you know in the middle of a fucking you know unprecedented yeah amount of quality fucking, future and immortals and quotes and Ennis. I mean, really. You want to talk about Lottie Takiri and Robbie Farrah getting picked for Australia? No, what's, what Bell, what's, Ennis, sort of what's Ennis to Bellamy, though? At the time, Ennis was probably the best choice. Fucking please. Let's face it, how many fucking... I mean, Farrah lost, has been the Farrah lost a couple of seasons for the for the, the entire seasons for the Blues before he fucking stayed out of the way last time to get, let him win. So... You're going to have a fucking Baymax fucking doll sticking out of your ass here in a minute. <laughs> 
And not in a good way. I'd have... I'd have Robinson from the Roosters. Why? I just... I like him. I like his coaching. One of the worst performing sides at the moment. Yeah, fuck. Whatever. Storm lost a bunch of games fucking in seasons gone by. And they're talking about Bellamy. I yeah. like him. I like his Bellamy, coaching style. I like his demeanour. I like the way he interacts with the media for the most well, part. Well, bitching about referees. <laughs> bitching about diving. Yeah. Fuck, it's no worse than Sheen's. Well, Bellamy's the worst fucking bitch yeah. there is. I mean, let's, let's face it. Well, no. Hazel's the worst bitch there is. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, what, it, what it means is it's a fucking... Just having this discussion here is a difficult it's a difficult question it to is. answer. But I can't and, believe they can't get it right. An amalgamation... Co-coaches. Oh, God, this would be good. Daly and Meninga. <laughs> you know what? That would actually make some sense. Your state coaches. Combining to. Combining to. And then have a, a guy in between them. You know, like a fucking. Have, like, for example. Yeah, well, here we are again. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you can't just have, you know, Mal's going to have his Queensland guys and then. Or why don't you have like Trent Barrett and uh, and like Neil Henry. Mick Hagen, like the real coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Tough one. Tough one to answer. Uh, we welcome your suggestions. Okay, recaps. Take a bit of a look back over the weekend, the representative round. Pack with some matches. Did you watch all the matches? I didn't watch all the matches, I'll be honest. I watched uh, I watched the test match. Yes. Australia-New Zealand. I watched yes. uh, Tonga-Samoa. I, I watched most of City Country. There too, I watched, and I watched some of City Country. I mean, you know, some of that was flicking in between rounds um, on, the, on the main I was in and out from the... the I mean, I, I gave it a fair crack, Nathan. Jeez. I was yeah. in and out during the Fiji PNG game, but yeah, yep. All right. So, well, my favourite, my favourite, favourite commentary moment of the weekend. Yeah, Braith and Asta calling Papua New Guinea the PNGians. <laughs> I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> oh fuck! That's brilliant. PNGians. <laughs> Fucking brilliant! Oh, Not Fijians, PNGians. <laughs> that's like that's like what, what was that Icon or something? <laughs> well, I actually, I actually like Brayton Astor as a commentator. I think he's yeah. got a bit of a future. Um, that was, that was brilliant. It was at least three occasions. That's a, also, it wasn't just like a one-off nah, or whatever. No, nah. PNGians. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that game, of course, for Fiji, uh, P- the PNGs unfortunately lost to the Fijians, twenty-two <laughs> ten. Have you got any remarks you want to make upon that game? Uh, Kevin Nagama, quality performance. Um, I just think the Kumuls. It's really Big Daddy K. Because he's, <laughs> uh, he's again. I wonder if is there a most improved. Or a fucking buy of the season award or whatever. He's, he's got to have to go close by the time the season's out. Yeah, there's not an award, but I mean, there probably should be. I mean, people certainly talk about it in their newspaper sort of end of interview. He's list been great. And well, between him and Tapao this season, for the Tigers, I'm talking, fucking brilliant. 
Love yeah, him. but Tapao's been there for, for a while. Yeah, he's been there for a little while now. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, there's something different about him, just the way he's been coached and the, and the role that he's playing. Tedesco, head and shoulders, our best player at the moment. Um, but those two, fuck, we wouldn't be... We wouldn't be anywhere this season without those two. That's that's my opinion, my humble Tigers opinion. Um, I just think the Kumuls lack that normal fucking real brutal defensive display, and I think F- Fiji had a little bit too too much and, class. And the thing is, with, the thing is with the PNGs, <laughs> you love it. Don't you? Off, you it's, love it. it's one of the best things I've heard fucking like ever. <laughs> like so good, so like. I, I, I hope he fucking meant it because if he Equal did... Equal parts, brilliance best, and ignorance. Best commentator in the fucking game if he, if he meant it. You know, I think what happened was he didn't mean it and then he's looked over at his partner and, and they've kind of had a laugh and he's gone, fucking there's something to that. I'm going to keep doing it on purpose now. That's but something we would do. Just, I don't think oh, that's something other normal people do. So good. Or Brayton Nasser for that matter. I mean, but they should have had... They should have had... Yeah, not necessarily a combination, but they should... They were pretty much the, the QRL yeah. Hunter's side. Pretty much, with you know, there's probably half a dozen you know scattered in there that weren't. But having you know, having said that, I guess is it just the quality thing? I mean, the hunters they tend to to give away big leads and come back. Mm. Not to be on this occasion. I just you know, normally PNG, yeah. they're competitive for some small patches. Well, they put generally in, get thumped. Well, the, the problem is they, they probably change hospital. At the yeah, same time. Well, that, I think maybe the rules, the, you know, the change in the rules regarding shoulder tackles. Yeah, maybe that's fucking dull them because remember, always like, the first 20, 30 minutes of a game against PNG, these axes are just launching shoulders at people, oh, mate, just knocking the people out. The jukebox is putting yeah. it on. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they've got to learn to wrap the arms. I yeah, mean, yeah before they can be, get that effective. They were far back. more competitive as far as the scoreline yeah. went. Yeah, but um, not as many. Of those hits where you just like sort of cringe away from the TV because you can feel the pain yep. of the poor bastard on the end of it. Yep. Um, I guess what it does do is it probably it it speaks volumes for the the involvement of the hunters in the intra super cup. Yep. Um, and it, it's a good development for the game over there. There's been not so much in the last twelve months or so, but prior to that, there was some talk of of PNG getting an NRL team, and I'm still a big fan of that idea as a concept. Um, but infrastructure-wise, and um, and, and fuck a myriad, a myriad of other yeah. factors. Just making um, it a team for the people is something that they yeah. need to be able to do before they do that. And that's exactly. you know, that's yeah, it's a long way away. Um, but you know, as far as Fiji went, I think um, you know some classy outside backs. Really, you know, Corey Betty, he had, he had a bit of a field day. Bellamy's turned him into a player. He really has. Um, I mean, he was shithoused when he first started with the Storm. I mean, like, the Corriberti Corridor, of course. I mean, it was it was open for business. And it is to a lesser extent. But Bellamy's fixing him. He is. And I, I would have liked to have seen, you know, if, if Tigers didn't let him go under Potter, I would have liked to have seen what uh, what JT might have done with him. But there's, there's no real room for him at the Tigers at the moment. So, Mate, there's, 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 there's other players that you probably want to get pushed out of the way it is at the minute. Mm, absolutely. Like Noffa. Um Offer you can drop the fucking you can do spectacular is there drops a player, for some other club. Is <laughs> you're still on it? <laughs> is there a player that's had fucking worst timed injuries? Like he just signed yeah. a deal last year, if I'm not mistaken, and was one of our best players, most consistent. Yep. During the season, got hurt, come back, got hurt, come back, got hurt. Fuck. Like, yep. And then in the meantime, other players have turned to players. Yeah. 
when the karma's come in and obviously, you know. You know, people probably weren't expecting Paddy Richards to be what he has been for the club. And and then Nagama's come in as a really a fill-in. Yeah. And he's fucking killing Grabbed it. Grabbed it, yeah. You know, there's no way he's going to get dropped, no matter yep. how good an offer's going yep. in Reggie's. Yeah. So, um, no, good good performance from P- uh, from from the PNGs, but uh, I'll, better, I'll one, better one from the- <laughs> from the Fijians. Um, pretty entertaining game, I thought. Um, you know, some good tries were scored, but um, you know, I'd I'd like to see more of these games. You know, and same goes for the Tonga Samoa game. You know, I'd really like to see a lot more of these sorts of games and, and played against you know top level opposition with NRL players available, so they can. Build the standard. Yeah, and now actually, so, um, one of the news stories I didn't go didn't uh, go with was uh, saying that it was such a successful weekend with the Pacific stuff and double header that they might even uh, try repeating at the end of the season. Yeah, so that would be I great. That's a good idea. Yeah. Josh McGuire. Um, we'll he's not in this. He's not in that we'll game. We're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, in that case, I was going. Uh, Bernard JKD said, uh, "You can tell Meninga managers and in brackets Meninges." Yeah, PNG. They quit after 90 seconds and look like they prefer to be behind a bar. So that's fucking harsh. Now, the game that you were, you were moving into, Samoa 18 defeated Tonga 16. And uh, that one, we have Josh Maguire with a try. Daniel Vito, Frank Pritchard, Dominic Peru. Simona, one from four conversions. He's not t- he's, he's not going to be uh, Paddy's backup no, anytime soon. definitely uh, not. Tonga 16, a double. To Jorge Tofua, Sikamani with a try as well. And uh, we had Carter with a conversion and a penalty goal. Josh McGuire at hooker. Yep. Fucking revelation. Revelation in Pacific Test football. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dead. But just his runs for an army half. He's fucking slinging long fucking cutout balls to lead runners. and Wayne and, Wayne and Hook don't have a fucking clue what they're doing, quite frankly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this unleashed the talent. Biggest hooker, but... Yeah. Um, I thought he was actually quite good. And I mean, you had Simona at halfback. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's the stuff Sheenius dreams are made of. Stevie Wonder was shuffling the pieces around on the... It's <laughs> <laughs> so like I just put the names in the hat, threw the fucking hat in the air, and it's like, wherever they land, that's where you play, son. Um, very, very spirited game. Very competitive. Yep. Some heavy, heavy work in the middle. Um Fuck those boys can hit, and that's the sort of thing I was expecting from the PNGs. To be quite yep. frank, yeah. Um, in the end, Samoa just a touch more class, I think. Um, and Tonga made a fucking real game of it. Yep. I, I got the feeling, or I had a feeling, um, that Samoa was going to be way too, way too good, and and run away with it. I even put money on them thirteen plus, but. Um, Tonga showed a lot of heart and, and stuck with them the whole way. And, um, you know, a really, really entertaining game. And the, the crowd was fantastic. Really got into it. Um, the the anthems and the and the war war dances beforehand. Yep, yep. Um, just, did you hear the talk that Australia's trying to reincarnate an Aboriginal war dance to do before? For the kangaroos to do. For the kangaroos to do. Fucking stop shoehorning shit in. They used to, apparently used to do it for a long time, and I forgive my ignorance. Or it's, it's yeah, obviously I, a, bit, yeah. a bit before my time. Um, I like it. I like it as a concept, but you've only you've only got a handful of 
yeah. indigenous guys in the squad. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what the the general. You know, you look at the All Blacks or the or the Kiwis. Yep. What's the general mix as far as Maori? You know, guys that are, have a, a deep. But the haka, you know, even for for guys that aren't Maori, mm. the haka is is a thing. Yeah. You know, like. Yep. Um, and it's it's taught from a very young age, um, yep. regardless of your of your background yep um we unfortunately we can't say the same over no. No, about that true. um and it may well be taught from a very young age in indigenous families and and all credit to them and all respect to them mm. again it, it just feels like for the guys that don't have that cultural background it's it's a bit of shoehorning and it it feels like it's not something that's happening organically because you know it's it's right and all that sort of thing it feels like something they're trying to make happen yeah, you know, I, if that's the case, I like it as a concept, but I think if they if they do bring it in, they're going to get a lot of flack for it, and they have to stick with it for the long, long term to really yeah. make it a cultural change. Not go, oh, it didn't work after a few years, and and scrap yep. it. Yep. Um, because you know Thurston's driving it. Yep. He's got one or t- one mac, you know, maximum two seasons of rep footy left in him. Yep. Who drives it after that? Inglis. Okay, he hasn't got a million years left either. No. You know, the next, it really needs to be driven culturally. Yeah. And the whole Australian squad, coaching staff, management, everyone needs to buy in with it and stick with it for the long term. It's the only way it would work. Yeah. Um, but as far as the, the Tonga-Samoa game, it was very, very spirited. Um, you know, it really set the tone for a, a real powerful performance from both squads. Um, defensively, they were strong. You know, th- again, it was... Tough work through the middle. Um, and, you know, Vito's got a lot of critics. Yeah. Put, Samo- put a Samoan jersey on that kid. Can play. Well, it's almost like, you know, the, the Broncos fans actually like him and want to see more of him. So, so you know. Some. Ben, yeah. Well, the, I think, He's got his detractors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when he gets Namely his Wayne Bennett. But <laughs> yeah, Wayne Bennett, chief amongst them, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I think the, the biggest thing I took you out of out of the Pacific tests is that I want to see more of them and I want to see the game amongst those squads um, developing and I want to see the NRL really buying into that and, yep. and engaging and developing the game, and, you know, long-term and, and, you know, really chart a course for, for for these international teams, not just the Pacific squad, squads, but, you know, South Africa had a test and got thumped yeah. um, as well. Um, clearly... Crying out for Jackson Blakely to declare himself <laughs> eligible for the South African mate. Sport. He could probably he could probably be starting halfback for South Africa right now. <laughs> he does <laughs> like the number seven on his back. I'll give him that. So well, that's like right now, like not even not even talking about like you know twelve years time or something. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy seventy five tweeted that uh, and well. This does encapsulate some of the, you know, some of the next game, but as well, Moylan breaks his hand playing footy. Glenn breaks hand watching Samoa versus Tonga. <laughs> Hash can't spank. Yes, I can. I have got two hands. The Hammers said, "So will Glenn present the Hash Glenn Blakely Cup to the winners?" There's a conversation that went on with him and, uh, and 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 Dave Lawson, and he came back later with one of the tweets of the fucking year. Hammers again. The cup is metaphorical. It's just his open mouth. It's disgraceful. <laughs> try and, we try and keep it to a certain professional standard on this show, and then the fucking Gronk listeners have to bring it down every week. Yeah, yep. 
Okay. Um, city country. Country, 34 defeated City, 22. And uh, this one, the country's tries to McManus, Wate, Mead, Sims, Jack White and Jared Croker. Maloney, five from six conversions. Defeated City, Hattrick to Blake Austin. And Tedesco also with a try. Matt Moore on three from four conversions. I thought Blake Austin played well for City. <laughs> Had a good game. Um, a hat trick. He's really blossomed down there at the Raiders with you know some consistent full time. Amazing what eighty minutes will give you. Yeah, f- some consistent full time footy in the one position every week. Um, and talk about someone taking an opportunity with both hands. He's yeah, a fucking representative word. player now. Yeah, you know. Um, and and a great man to boot. Uh, so it was good to see him going well. Um, you know, I think out of all of this, what we can actually um, take away from it is that Brett Stewart's going to be New South Wales fullback. You think? <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, Moylan's hurt. Dugan played like a busted ass. Tedesco played on the fucking wing and it's probably yeah, not going to get a run when, anyway. When, since when is someone playing like a busted ass actually knocked them out of... But he Kieran Flores played that, like a busted ass all on. year and represented his country. True. But, I mean, that was just more of a fuck you to Benji. Let's be fair. Um, but Dugan was especially poor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just think, I don't know that anyone in the New South Wales selection capacity is going to look at James Tedesco. I reckon, I reckon Tedesco's probably got the inside track so far. I think they'll go for experience. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Given that it's Hayne. I don't Hayne, want Brett to play for New South true. Wales. <laughs> and to be honest, if, if I'm being selfish, I don't want Tedesco to play for him just yet either. Yeah. Um, I want to see him get a full season of first grade, solid first grade yeah. under his belt, um, injury-free. Yeah. And then we can talk about rep, uh, you know, those high-level rep honours. But I just think given that it's Hain that they're replacing, they'll go for experience. Possibly. Um, Possibly. And if it's not Moylan, you get the feeling that they're trying to shoehorn Moylan in there. Yeah. Um, and shoehorn, shoehorn seems to be the word of the day because we've busted that out about eight times in the last two minutes. Um <laughs> I don't know. He seems to be on the on the on the slide, yep. the, the quick free ride into Origin football. He's got the right people in his corner. Um, you know, Gus Gould every time there's a Penrith game. Ugh. You know, next Darren Lockyer. And you can't hate on the kid for that. There's a lot. He's got a fair few detractors because of that, yep. um, which I think is unfair. But there's no doubt he's a fucking quality footballer. Yeah. Um, and and would probably do the job for New South Wales. I don't know. I think he needs a bit more first Do grade. a job, like, you know, as in being a warm body to make yeah. up 13 players on the field at a given time. Yeah. It's it's just so hit and miss with these younger guys. Yep. Sometimes, especially, you know, he's not a... He's not a Jared Hayne. He doesn't have that physical aspect yeah. either. You know, at least Jared Hayne, if he's, having, if he's not having a spectacular game... You know he's going to fucking run the ball back hard, yep. and he's going to tackle hard, and yep. um, because he's he's that imposing, yep. you know, physical type presence. Moylan's not that guy. Yep. Um, he has to rely on the silky skills, and you know if his timing's off or his confidence is down at Origin level, he's going to it's going to be fucking it's going to show. He's going to have a bad day. Yeah, yep. it's going to be a hot, one of those games rather than you go well, fucking Hain. You know, his stats looked okay. He had some powerful runs. Didn't do anything spectacular. Yep. But he'll get picked again. Yep. Whereas Moylan was like, whoa. Nathan Merritt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People were like, yeah, I don't think Moylan's going to pull that jumper on again. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is unfair on the kid. So, um, And, you know, who, who said City Country is a, is, a, is a legit 
Origin trial anyway. Well, it's clearly none not of these, because none of these I guys are getting picked. I think, think Brett Stewart's going to get picked. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he wasn't anywhere near it. So, um, yeah, it's... I like the city country game. I think it's. It, I don't think it's used to its potential. I don't think the the code gets as much out of it as what they could. Um, but you know, you only have to look at the players that were pulling out after being selected, and it, it is. It treated. wasn't that many this time because they did have that threat hanging over their head. The problem is, though, if all they have to do is make it a legit Origin trial, and like based on this game, you go, "Wow, Blake Austin, you're playing in halves, motherfucker." Simple. Yeah, well, he'd be the first guy picked. Yeah, exactly. You're you're playing. <laughs> You know, the end, end of discussion, you're in because you played so fucking amazing in this game. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And Blake Austin might get, you know, squatted for it. And, you know, like for the experience think, and, you know, I that kind of thing. I hope they do. I hope he does get at least that sort of reward. Um, yeah. You know, fucking swinging for the fences, maybe he gets picked on the bench. Yeah. And then he's in a situation where he's in with the Tigers where, he's, you know, he's not at his best in that. But, you know, Capacity. we're only fucking not, not even a season removed from him fucking winning games for the Tigers New South Wales Cup side. Yeah. You know, and now we're talking about maybe yeah. he might jag at bench spot in origin. What a, like, that's, I'm so happy for that bloke. He's never put a foot wrong at the Tigers. Yep. And uh, just, unfortunately, um, wrong place, wrong time for him. And yep. there was a lot of fans sorry to see him go, so... Um, he's making every post a winner with that. But, um, yeah, it, it just felt like, um, like you say, it's, it's it's not treated as a genuine origin trial so that the intensity isn't quite there. Yep. Um, and, and it shows when you, you know, I guess when we're starting to head to this period of the season where origin is almost upon us and, and you expect a certain level of intensity from certain players and, and certain games, that it, this one didn't really stack up to me. Yeah, okay, and one tweet for that one, uh, Hammers again. Has the techno-viking played his way into origin? Seems to be the only form half in New South Wales. <laughs> and the reason I put that tweet in there is because I think techno-viking is a fucking tremendous nickname for Blake Olsen. You know techno-viking, right? Nah. Okay. From look it up on, look, no, just look it up on Google and um, and then think of Blake Olsen and the way his hairstyle hair is at the moment. Bam. But also, the fact he plays for the Raiders... And it's techno Viking. It just oh, fucking works on, on a couple of levels. Multiple levels. levels. And, I, and, and Hammers is really trying. Matt is trying to make this happen, this techno Viking thing. But I'm prepared to stand behind it and say, yeah. That's fucking uncanny resemblance. I know, right? You're looking at the standard of the pictures that everyone. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Blake Austin, techno Viking. Bank it. New mascot. <laughs> and test match. The New Zealand Kiwis, 26, defeated Australia 12 uh, up at Suncorp uh, a couple of days late. We didn't talk about that either. But, um, fuck. The surface uh, the surface on Suncorp, as far as, like, you know, the surface is crap, but the, but the actual drainage and, you know, the way the ground's been put together is very good. And, you know, we saw photographs after the game had been uh, called off, like at sort of 10 past 8. And those puddles were gone. Yeah. I mean, it would have been pretty, pretty fucking heavy underfoot, no doubt about it. But is you know, it, it drained away fairly quickly. I think the main issue, I think the way they spun it was the the game was postponed because you know to make it safe for fans travelling to and from the game. And there were, I mean, you know, the state emergency service was saying to people, don't fucking go out unless you really have to. Yeah. Stay at home. Yeah. 
And then, but also it's the people that couldn't do it, like as well, like, like people that couldn't physically make. I it, could not physically have got physically have got to that game because the the free the, the Bruce Highway was it was uh, the gateway was cut one way and the Bruce Highway was cut the other way, and had people that couldn't get home that were driving from from north side to south side, mm. like for example, uh, Blue Beaver on Twitter, Bennett, he works over he, not too far from me, like ten minutes from me. And he didn't get home till nine o'clock that night because he got he got stuck on this side of town and I'm just parking parking getting a bottle of wine or whatever get going to a Chinese restaurant just sitting down having a feed wait till he saw the freeway was open again shot nice. home so yeah nuts so I think that the crowd would have been shit not because of the rain and people being shit fans and not wanting to get wet I think because legitimately people from the north side anyone north of Aspley couldn't have physically couldn't have got to the game yeah so. You know, good decision to postpone it, but, um, yeah, fucking hell. Friday was, pretty, was a ridiculous... It was fucking, a ridiculous day. Fucking ridiculous day. And it, you know, when it's fucking one o'clock in the afternoon and it feels like seven o'clock at night because it's that yeah. dark and it's just bucketing down the yeah. whole fucking day. It yeah. was ridiculous. Crazy. So, anyway, the, uh, Kiwis, 26 points, uh, tries to Sean Johnson, a double to the beast, and uh, two days also with a try. Sean Johnson, three from four conversions and two penalties. And uh, Australia tries to Sam Thiday and Will Chambers, and two from two conversions for Thurston. We've already spoken about the uh, the Kangaroos coaching situation. Um, and, you know, they've got 12 months now to, to resurrect this squad and you know, there's some guys that are going to have to get a friendly tap on the shoulder and thanks mm-hmm. for your years of service, but... Hopefully they realise it. the direction we need to take. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, with all... And these are guys that, you know, I rate as players. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that Luke Lewis... Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think Corey Nate Parker... Miles. Uh, yeah, Nate Miles. I don't think Nate Miles had a, a horrible game, but I, should I think... Do I think he should get picked for Australia again? No. Corey Parker, the same. Do you think there are better Luke options? Lewis, yeah. yeah. There's better options coming through. Um, we need to, un, you know, we need to get back to the type of football that um, that we expect Australia to play. And Sheen's coming out and said something about, oh, we, we had a, you know, a night team picked and then they changed the game of us. We ended up with a day team. That's fucking Wait, stupid. What the fuck? Put a football in their fucking hands. They're professionals. It's fucking genius. Well, that is, that, that's almost, you, you've almost got to think, this guy's fucking lost. He's like an evil genius. This is lost his dumb, fucking mind here. Dumb fucking shit he was pulling with the West Tigers before they asshole him too, though. I, I agree, Nathan. He's picked... This, this, this is an issue. Like, New Zealand played well. They played well. But Australia had players out of position, fucking having mares. And I think this game was lost, as I think it's come very fucking close in the past, and we've got away with it, or just lost. This was fucking lost in the selection table. Yeah. 100%. Yep. I don't think there's this big changing of the guard. I don't think that New Zealand, oh, I've got this fucking banked on youth and, and this is paying off now. No, I think Tim Sheens is an absolute fucking idiot. Lost it as far as coaching is concerned. Definitely lost it as far... Because how much coaching do you have to supply to the Australian side? They're, they're presumably the best players in competition. Of course you don't fucking coach them. Carry some water bottles and throw them a football. Selections. Very important. He's been fucking hopeless for ages now. In for, in for the last two years, he's been fucking Matthew stupid. Matthew and, and Takiri. And, oh. and, look. Putting like Robbie Farrell like on the bench. I'm not even taking a shot, at, but putting him on the bench. Yeah. The fuck, he's an 80-minute fucking hooker. Either have him as hooker, or he can't be, though, behind Cam Smith. So don't fucking put him in the side, period. Have him in the squad for the games against Minnows if you're on a tour. But I think it's fuck. really simple. It's really fucking simple. 
an Australian jersey should be earned. Mm-hmm. You don't get an Australian jersey because you got, got one a reputation. Yeah. Or because you had one last year. You had one last time. We had one in the past. Yeah. You fucking earn it. And if there's one post in rugby league that should be fucking earned above all else, it's the jersey of our fucking country. Mm-hmm. You don't get one handed to you. Yeah. You don't get one handed to you after fucking three first grade games yep. because your name's Matatia. Yeah. Or because you're fucking reading the paper that, that cunt, sh- you know, red hot young, yeah. young stuff. No, you, I'm no. sorry. That doesn't happen. You know how you earn it? By being in form. Mm-hmm. By playing good football. Uh-huh. In the position you fucking play week to week. Yep. So if you're a fullback, you get selected at fullback. Mm-hmm. If, if there's a spot on the wing available and a fullback. And, and you've got a fullback and a couple of wingers, you know what? Pick a fucking winger. Mm-hmm. Every position on that field these days is a specialist position. Yep. You don't get to put a 5'8 at fullback or a fullback at 5'8 or a centre at 5'8 or a centre in the second row. Yeah, look, I'm prepared to allow... fullback at wing. I'm prepared to allow... The, and this is fucking... I hate myself for saying this, but I'm prepared to allow the, the fullback as a winger in this very select... Cases in a few a few years gone by, yes. Someone like this, someone like a, someone like a Brett Morris, because he was and he is Darius Boyd, because he's done the job fucking at representative level of many many years. But he's years. played. How many times has Dugan played on the fucking wing? Yeah, Dugan is an absolutely ridiculous fucking decision. I mean, never on Brett Morris. That I mean, you look at the amount of games he's played on the wing. That, that yeah, guy was a he's, a, he's a bad example because he's a wing, he's a winger turned fullback. But I mean, like someone like Darius Boyd, who's been fullback, fullback, fullback. However, in representative football, he's generally speaking, he's been selected in the yeah. wing. But he's done the yeah, job. So I'm prepared to let him to go. The rule? Yeah. Josh Dugan ain't fucking one of them. No, he's no, no, no. Um, I just, you know, you could see the the writing on the wall last year with some of the selections they made at the end of the season, and we got done then, and. And it's carried over to this. And like at the end of the season, season I'll give, I'll, I'm not going to give a full pass, but I'll give a slight pardon for the end of the season because you get that situation at the end of the season where players are having niggles surgery in the off season and or they don't want to play and they don't want to have their family blow. Yeah, you get a lot of pullouts for dubious reasons. Like I'm talking like city country dubious, but this one is in fucking no, first. You know, it's at the start of May. There's or the end of end of April. There's zero. You know, unless you're injured, I mean, there's there's no fucking burnout. You're only you know not even ten rounds into competition. You're not you know third way through. So there should be players that emerge on form. Players aren't pulling out. They get the weekend off the the, the club football anyway. It's not like they fucking got to you know sacrifice you know which way they're going to go and that kind of thing. There's no fucking excuse. So therefore, there's no fucking excuse to make retarded fucking idiot selections. Genius selections. Exactly. I mean, the fucking genius thing didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> Look, we've said a lot about Australia, but I, I want to give some credit to New Zealand as well. I think, you know, for, for the, the poor side that I think Australia selected, I think New Zealand picked a perfect side. Um, yep. You know, they don't... If you looked at the, the talent across the New Zealand side, you've got Sean Johnson head and shoulders above fucking everyone mm-hmm. as far as skill set goes. Yep, yep. Whereas Australia's got, you know, a handful of players as good as him or, or but, you know, Thurston. I mean, Thurston. You put Thurston up against, you know, against Sean Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Week, That's what I'm saying. Australia yeah. has a yeah. handful of those. New Zealand's got Sean Johnson, mm. who I think, you know, Stacey Jones is probably universally regarded as the greatest New Zealand rugby league product ever produced. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. 
I've never really thought about it, but yeah, probably. He never, all due respect to Stacey Jones. Yeah. Never fucking really won anything. Didn't win a fucking World Cup. Didn't win any Four Nations, did he? Yeah, probably not. Okay. Different era. Eras, though, yeah. Different era, but... He was playing, he was playing with these other guys we're talking about, like, you know, Thurston and Co. I mean, you know, obviously it's still great now, but I mean, you know, prime. Prime with yeah. up against Stacey Jones. Look... What he did for the game in New Zealand... And he was the, up against Lockyer and that as well, you know. Yeah, like, and certainly at club level yeah. for the Warriors. Yeah. Like, motherfucker deserved every accolade he ever got. Yep. And and still, like, he played some lone hands for New Zealand too and, and yeah. made them competitive in games that they had no business being competitive in. Yeah. I don't think Sean Johnson, you know, and even, you know, Benji, when you look at some of his record, yep. you know, and in big games for New Zealand, like, those guys are at least on, on the same level. I feel when you look at purely at record, like yep. Stacey Jones' leadership, you know, individual skill set and all that yep. comes into play. But um, yeah, Sean Johnson he hasn't quite been doing it as often as what I would have expected for the Warriors this season. But he pulled that Kiwi jersey on and um, and was just you know the puppet master out there, and um, he got good support from from his forwards. Uh, and you know his edge runners as well, and just they just opened up a space for him and. Um, I think foreign wasn't horrible either. Um, wasn't horrible, but yeah, I've I've got some thoughts on foreign. You watch him now. I thought that the Kiwi game would be different. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't that good. But I think that his style of play that we that you know is the foreign style of play that we know and love. I think it's fucking killed him. I think his body's broken, breaking down. I th- and I think he looks. He looks like sad you know like I think he's fucking lost whatever he had I think it's gone and I think he's bought and and that you know part of it's probably like a confidence thing but I think his body's breaking down on him now and that's and that's going to prevent the other thing coming back I think this is a problem with players that they're tackling props and things like that you know what I mean like, I think yeah I, I just think players that with you know with their, their overwhelming you know and dominant skill is the fact that they're a good footballer they're not he doesn't not have the toughness or yeah, you know, yeah. He's not the quickest guy. No. You know, he's not the flashiest on his feet. Yep. He's he's adequate at all of those yeah. things. But he's a fucking footballer. Yeah. Sometimes the game catches up to those sorts of guys. Yeah. And the game goes through ebbs and flows over the course of time and pretty and fucking it young to have a catch up to you though, hey. And it looks like that's what it looks like. Then to me, it's happened happened. to players, you know, at earlier stages of their career. I think it's just been fairly graphic with Kieran Foreman because it was only a season ago that that guy was fucking carrying Manly in games single handedly, you know, by sheer will. Sometimes, you know, Um, the whole contract thing. Maybe, maybe it's a confidence thing. New lease on life in peril. Manly strings and wins together. He comes out of his shell again. Who knows? Um, But. You know, we might get to a season or two and, and Kieran Foran, Done. you know, everyone's going, what the fuck, are Parra paying him again? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he's not he's not going to be the type of guy that's immune to that and has, you know, these strokes of brilliance that come out and remind everyone who the fuck Kieran Foran is. Yeah. It's, he's a footballer yeah. at the end of the day. Um, Marty Tapau for the, uh, for the Kiwis. You know, in years gone by, you'd get 10 minutes of that sort of aggression out of the Kiwi side. Yep. And if Australia weathered that storm and, and didn't, Gave you know, back didn't die they, yeah. and weren't killed... Yeah, um, they just fold. You know, they, New Zealand, that was all they had and their adrenaline ran out after the Harker and, yep. you know, Australia had run away with it. Those days are fucking gone. 
Yeah. You know, especially with guys that, you know, not just to power, but, you know, Lewis Brown brings his level of aggression. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a whole fucking, they just don't have that thing in them where they feel inferior to Australia. And I think if you look at some of the losses that New Zealand's had over the years, you know, the, you have a hard time getting any of them to admit to it. Yeah. But I think confidence-wise, once Australia got a lead, then they sort of went, oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're just trying to be competitive now. Yeah. Not, we can still fucking win this. Yeah. Whereas now, they legit feel like they're a better side than Australia. Yeah. And, and when you have guys that can play... Um, into the level of Sean Johnson with a gut load of confidence, yep. that's pretty fucking scary. Yep. So um, I think it's it's a good sign for New Zealand Rugby League. That's three in a row. It hasn't happened since the fucking 50s. Um, you know, and Australia's... You know, Australia doesn't have... And nor should they have Rugby League supremacy handed to them on a silver platter. No. You know, you don't just get to pick fucking inferior sides and expect to win it's and maybe that means and yeah, I'd love to see an end to that if this was be, if this brought an end to that then great because mm. we'd actually be getting better football because we'd actually be getting the best players at the time and positions in the fucking team yep and I think you know it's it's on another scale again but I think um, American basketball went through a bit of that they felt like it doesn't matter who we pick we'll fucking win yep. and they started to lose yep. and went ah and now they can't lose again yeah. because, oh, fuck, we've actually got to have a coach that fucking knows how to coach at that yeah. level internationally. We've got to pick players that actually put a squad together. We've actually got to get those players playing together because yeah. it's not like an NBA game where you yeah. can just have two fucking out-and-out superstars that are better than everyone else on the floor and yeah. let them go at it and they'll decide the game. That's not how the game works. Yeah. And it does get different at international level and you deal with people's pride and, you know, it's not just my job. It's yeah. I'm representing my country. and. That fucking lifts guys to, to levels that they don't reach week to yep. week. Yeah. Um, so you know Australia's got a lot of work to do. You've got twelve months to do it, and then the next phase of of international rugby league for Australia, and then the next chapter will hopefully be written with a different coach at the helm and, and some different players into the mix. You know, representing what what uh, Australian rugby league is all about. Okay, uh, DMC Briz. Uh, could you analyse how a side with two future immortals got beat so easy? Hash Inglis exposed, hash Thurston exposed. Uh, yeah, we just did. But, um, yeah, like any of those two are immortals anyway. DJ X-Plane. Inglis still thinks of himself as a multiple premiership winner for Queensland. Of course he's too stupid to play fullback. <laughs> fucking great work. Great work. That is fucking ridiculous. Cruzy a 6 Maybe people start rebuilding uh, before people start rebuilding the kangaroos. Maybe they should look at the coach. Maybe have Daly or Meninga or both. Well, no. Wait I mean, the coach makes the selections. Yes, but you know those selections were piss poor. So we do need to fuck those players off. Eddie NZ. The only thing left for the kangaroos to do now is to get their fucking shine box. That's <laughs> three in a row. You get that reference right. No. Nah. It's a movie we spoke about last episode. That's all I'll say. Which is probably why he made the reference. Warriors suck balls. Kiwis did well. Aussie, you need to let go. Let some of the old ones go. Yes. Cole underscore 316. Seriously, Inglis is fucked. His second half lazy defense is shocking. Worse performance than Billy Dib. <laughs> Which was very topical. Because he, uh, yeah, he did, uh, did go down quite early in that fight on was it Friday night. I think it was Friday yeah. night. Jake underscore Chook. 
The 2015 Kangaroos equals the Expendables. A bunch of old blokes out for one last paycheck. That's exactly what Expendables actually, because this is probably about the Expendables 4 by this stage with some of these, <laughs> te- some of these genius suggestions. Previews for round nine of the 2015 NRL Telstra Premiership, etc., etc., kicks off Friday night with who else? Brisbane Broncos takes on the Penrith Panthers live from Suncorp. Talk that Darius Boyd might be uh, might be involved in this game in what would be a fucking yeah remarkable not, not named, not extended, benched, but there's been a lot of talk about it, eh? Mm. A lot of talk from as well an- about Copley. Yeah, Has dropped. he actually been dropped? While That's... people like Lachlan Maranta still call themselves first-grade players. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought Copley was actually going okay. <laughs> so did everyone that supports the Brisbane Broncos, let me tell you. I'm not sure he's the one to get rid of. I'm not Francis, sure you need to make too many changes. Francis Milo and, and Joe Offer and Gowie... Um, on the bench, I know often Gowie made his debut a couple of weeks ago, but uh, solid side. But uh, look, Darius Boyd in that side makes it, you know, uh, even more formidable. Um, for you know, funny to say that about a side that's leading the comp. So, um, I think for uh, for Penrith, there was also talk that um, that Jamie Soud, pew pew pew, might make his return in this game. He hasn't been named in the side. So we might have a couple of fucking number 28s running out. Yeah. Um, tough one, this one. I, I just think Penrith away from home um, and still without Soward, you know, and I just, I think it's a bit too big an ask. Yeah. No, there's... there's been probably uh, at home and, and in good form leading the comp. I think they'll, they'll have Penrith's number. Look, with... With all things equal away from home, you'd still give uh, Brisbane a, a slight advantage. The fact that Penrith are going into the game without any halves mm. means there's a, no, it's no fucking question who's going to win this game. How long is uh, Wallace out for? don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking tough ask. Yeah. Um, you know, they they are a good side, Penrith, with, with a full squad. I think uh, slowly but surely injuries are taking their toll in their season and um, they really need to put that behind them very quickly and, and get all their troops back on deck before, um, you know, the losses keep mounting. Yep, yep. Uh, where are we? Sydney Roosters take on the West Tigers. I'm no doubt it'll be the second game up here. Yeah, it would be. Look, tough one, this one. The Roosters have just, I think we've won one of our last nine or some ridiculous stat like that, like that against the Roosters. Um, and... I don't know exactly what the numbers are. I'm, I'm no DJ explained, but um, there's a fucking lot of towelings in there. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, we just haven't matched up over the last several years against the Roosters, and we've 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 really fucking capitulated in some games against them. Um, I think this is another another step along the way in, in the Tigers proving to to everyone, including a large part of their fan base, that they are a different side in 2015 and that they they can compete with all the, the good sides in the comp, of which I still believe the Roosters are one, even despite the fact that they're, um, they're coming off the back of four straight losses. So, um, 
you know, as uh, I can't remember who it was from the Tigers that came out yesterday or today and said that, you know, the the Roosters halves are going to be, you know, pushing for an origin spot. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's no nothing as far as the New South Wales halves situation that's set in stone. So both of those guys will feel like they've there's an open door there for them to exploit. And um, you know, based on past history, that, that they'd be looking to do that against the Tigers. So it's it's the challenge is all for the West Tigers um, to step up and and show that uh, this is, truly is a new era and this is a different side with a different mindset um, and can hang with the, the, the heavyweights of the competition and, you know, you have to get over the top of these sides and um, with with no real confidence, I, I'd never tip against the Tigers, but um, this game frightens me. And it's the type of game where, you, you know, I don't know if you can relate because Manly has had a lot of success, but it's the type of game where you get fucking ridiculously fucking nervous that you may get a toweling and if they jag a win it's 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 all the more sweeter so uh, i'll be tipping the tigers but um they're gonna have to be well and truly at their best you're all fucked up in the head though because i mean at the end of the day the tigers are going a lot better than the roosters are i agree but the tigers have also <laughs> capitulated in some games as well against sides that um you know are of the roosters equal so yeah i just, I just don't know what's going on with the fucking roosters this year Mm. I really don't. They're one of the worst teams in the comp at the moment. How's that? You're only as good as your last game. They've lost three. So four, isn't it? It's three, four, oh, it's four. So this is Rabbits three. You're right. So yeah. So look, it's one of those games There's where a lot you of look at talent in that side. Yeah, that's and the thing. You look at take... you look at the size and you go, yeah. You look at them and go, well, yeah. Fucking Roosters will win this game for sure. But I, I used to do. This I've said thing. that the last three, four weeks yeah. as well. I used to do this thing when I was um, when I was young. And we'd go to the game, and my old man would always make a point of buying the big league. And I, you know, they have the two sides side by side. Yeah. And I'd look at the west side up against the other side, and I'd yeah. go, you know, fucking one through benchmark and one on one sort of thing. Yeah, like, I'd yeah. go one through thirteen. I'd go, well, he's better than you know, Andrew Leeds is better than him, and Stan Presdy, like yeah. no one knows it but me, but he's fucking better than him, and you know Terry Hill's fucking better than that guy, and. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'd probably only say four out of yeah. the whole seventeen were better from the west side. But that's enough really. to justify you thinking they're going to win. And I'd, I'd walk away from that, going, "Yeah, we, we've got this. We've got a chance." Yeah. <laughs> now you look at you look at it, and we've actually got a, an extremely talented side. Um, but, but I still have that. And it up. still doesn't. You probably get four matchups. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's it. So, um, you know, very very dangerous game. Uh, Roosters with all the motivation in the world, looking to to get their season back on track and, uh, you know, a couple of halves looking for uh, for origin spots. Like I said, you're gonna have to, Tigers going to have to be well and truly at their best. Yep. Okay, the Canberra Raiders take on the Gold Coast Titans down there in Canberra. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip, fairly confidently tip the Raiders in this one. Um, at home, uh, Blake Austin, he'll be good for the Raiders, I think. Um, <laughs> Pressing his origin, uh, or origin uh, claims. Reaming at home. Yep. Uh, Jack White and looking to get paid. Yeah, I um, wonder if I uh, wonder if the, the the week off you know disrupts the Titans. You know they found a good vein of form lately. They have, uh, you know, some of those vi- impressive performances have been as a result of Greg Bird being the side. He's of course out, um, pending judiciary. What happens on so, Friday? Um, the judiciary and of course Burr comes he's got his judiciary stuff, and I think he's got some he's got some court shit as well this oh, week. Right. Yeah, busy man. 
Um, yeah. I don't think the Raiders will run away with it, but, yeah, I think they'll squeak out a win. Yep, I'm inclined to agree. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Warriors at the tip. Rondis, Saturday Arbo. Ben Barber into fullback uh, for the Sharks, which is a, a key selection. Um, I think most would agree that that's his, his preferred position and, and where he's performed his best football. I think Sharks fans' stretch. preferred position would be fucking reserve grade. It's, uh, that's not a million miles <laughs> from the truth there. <laughs> yeah, he's got a fair few naysayers, Ben Barber. Um, but if it's one fan base that'll embrace him after a couple of good games, it's the Sharkies. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. They don't... They're um, clamouring for anything. Whatever they yeah, can get. Whatever, whatever whatever, crumbs the rugby league gods fucking throw it off the table for it's, them. It's like they look at their misses and, and you know, yes, yes, you do have a rather nasty crack addiction. Yeah. And, and yes, you know, you, you do have this <laughs> these itchy sores all over you, and but you're wearing lipstick, so you're okay by me. Poor old Shark, he's easily impressed. Um, it's it's that Warriors away from home thing, and Sharks are equally as good at home um, as the Warriors are bad away from home. So uh, I'm, the fact that it's at the tip, and for that reason alone, I'm going to tip the Sharks. Yeah, look, I don't want to tip the Sharks, but they've been going okay lately. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard because the Warriors have actually had some good performances away from home this year. I mean, they haven't necessarily converted them into wins. But, you know, they went well against the Cowboys up there in uh, 1,300 teeth. And they they had a good uh, a good crack at Newcastle for a while in that game as well. For, mm. It's just so hard to tip the Sharks because I'm just so conditioned with them being absolutely shithouse. Yeah. But, um, and so for that reason, I'm tipping the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> North Queensland Cowboys take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. I don't think you can do much other than... 1,300 teeth. I don't think you can do much more than tip the Cowboys in this game. Um... Bulldogs, you know, strong side on paper. Um, Cowboys in, in better form leading into the rep round. And, yeah, I just think of Thurston probably looking to put the disappointment of the test match behind him. Um, and, you know, heading into the origin period, we looking to play himself into, a, you know, even stronger form. And, um, you know, if he's in that frame of mind, I, I don't think there's much that the Bulldogs are going to be able to do about the result. Cowboys 13+. plus. Match of the round, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Newcastle Knights at Brookvale Oval, 2pm Sunday. Glorious time for a match, and the field is looking fucking magnificent, I must say. Any sand? None. It's just lush grass. Looks amazing. sand? No, like I fucking... I have a brook water. <laughs> I don't know, I've never played green sand. Do you know how I found that out? Did I ever tell you about my first time at Brookwater? No. Greg Norman... Fucking world-renowned golf course, Nathan. Yes, yes. $100 a round to play there. Okay. And uh, I was playing golf with my mate who's off about five or six. Yeah. So I look like a shit golfer. Yeah. Regardless, he makes me look like that much more of a shit yeah, golfer. Yeah. First tee, I'm like, here we go. Have a little practice swing. I take a little practice swing on this artificial turf. Yeah. Which is on the first tee. Take have a little little bump, give a little, you know, like a divot, yeah. if you will. I fucking rolled up about a, you know, two and a half inch wide by about fucking nine inch long strip of perfectly manicured artificial turf looking 
real grass yeah. and it's curled it up like meadow leaf butter. Yeah, yeah. Didn't I have to get the fucking green sand into play there? <laughs> Do a little quick little patch up job <laughs> before I got snipered by the groundskeeper. <laughs> yes, um, anyway, Brookvale. Green sand. Yeah, glorious. Look, if Manly can't put it together on a Sunday afternoon in the sun at Brookvale Oval, and I'm going to take your word for the fucking fact that the ground's in good nick, they want to hang it up. Against the Knights who are going <laughs> appallingly, they want to hang it up. If they can't win this game, they will finish last. That's my prediction. I'm Glenn Blakely. Yeah. I'm Bat Glenn. They're not going to finish last, and they're going to fucking win this game. They're going to win it easily. It's going to be a statement game. They're fucking back. They showed it when they beat the ladder leading Storm, and uh, they're fucking back. They put the run on, they get a win over the Knights here, get a win next week. Then we're in origin period. Players are out of teams. Snag a few wins in there. We shouldn't, you know, in quotes, we shouldn't, based on form, lose uh, too many to origin, if any. I mean, Sherry will probably have to, you know, do a bench job or something on Queensland. But uh, we shouldn't lose too many. And so uh, we'll pick off some teams there, get some form, get some confidence together, roll home. Minor premiership's not looking that far away. All I'm saying is a team that fucking wins when they want and want to start winning soon. That's all I'm saying. Also, it's interesting to interest mentioned earlier in the season, but in 2009, they started the first eight rounds two and six. The exact the exact record they've got right now. Finished uh, fifth in that season, or was it fourth? fourth? No one cares, Nathan, to remember. So yeah, just saying. Get on top four, and who the people who got on right after the Canterbury game, where it was top eight and it was ten dollars. You motherfuckers are going to be fucking making it rain on the strippers. Putting strippers through college, fucking strippers beating fucking steak instead of fucking pot noodle. (laughs) The stripper industry just fucking (laughs) make it rain, bitches. Manly 13 plus and fucking looking good while they're doing it. At a glorious ground. Can we finish, please? The whole show? What? Yes. I've I've heard enough. (laughs) Paramount Eels versus Melbourne Storm. Perfect Stadium, the place where apparently the Eels can play. 4pm, Channel 9 game. In direct contrast to my own semi, the big semi is back for Para. (laughs) And for whatever reason, a winger coming back into the side makes him look infinitely better. (laughs) I just... uh, I don't know. I'm again. I say it every week. I'm still not convinced on the storm, and maybe that's just my own selfish reason. I want to see them sliding. Um, power at home on a Sunday afternoon. This will be the Channel Nine game, wouldn't it? It yep. is. Anthony Watmo. Does anyone hate the storm more than Watmo? Well, probably. He'd be pumped for a big game. Almost um, not manly player anymore. He's got no fucking baggage with Storm. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go an upset. I'm going to tip Para. Yeah, I think Storm got these schmucks covered. Speaking of schmucks, word on the street, Darcy Lussick may be returning to Manly. Wow. Fuck, that's awkward. Yeah, very awkward. <laughs> very awkward. Like, we're, like, like I'm blocked on Twitter. Like... I'd have to make fucking friends with him again. Remember the fucking Darcy Army fucking yeah, sign and what a load of shit that turned out. So, that probably exists still. That's probably, I've probably got that somewhere. Mm. I'll just get some fucking value for money out of it. Break it out again. Yeah. 
Jeez, you have to have a fucking. That have to be like some carries the same fucking weight as far as armies go as as ISIS. They'd have to be a fucking. Well, you know, they're going all right. <laughs> they're doing all right. <laughs> Cutting people's heads off and whatnot. Universally hated. Well, yeah, that's true. But you know, nobody likes us. We don't care. It's manly. Fucking to the core. <laughs> but yeah, weird. Weird, weird, weird. Life a tie. He's got some backpedaling to do that, bloke. Casey. Yeah, he's blocked the fucking lot of us for for telling you. We're gonna have a tour to Brookvale of backpedaling. We're gonna have this fucking. <laughs> well, what's gonna have to happen is we're gonna have to have like a mediated fucking session. With, it's gonna be with an intervention. The, there has to be like a mediated session where it's like, look, Darcy, you said some stuff about Manly when you weren't there, mate. And yes, I will concede. <laughs> we may have said some things about you that. that while factually correct, may have been a little harsh and over the top in the way that we delivered those real talk facts to you. <laughs> so I think given your current contractual situation, let's let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Next. And don't, don't bitch slap tie with the back of your hand like you did to Ryan Hinchcliffe. Um, <laughs> South Sydney Rabelais de- defeated us. Defeated. <laughs> really? Already? Defeated by the St. George Illawarra Dragons who are flying high like fucking Drogons. Um, yeah. Souths. Can they Can they do it without Reynolds? Can they win again? Big guy. Uh, All these questions that I hope the answer look, is no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big game for the Dragons. It is. To, um, well, they had their big one against East, so you know now they get to have their big one yeah, against. I mean, the conditions played a part in that too, just quietly. But um, Sunday night conditions, you know, if the conditions are good, and it's you know it seems like a fair fight, then this is is a good opportunity for the Dragons to make a real statement as the type of side they are this year. And um, you know, on the on the flip side of that, it's a chance for the Rabbitohs to, to reassert their dominance and, and remind people just who the fucking de- defending premiers are because they haven't really been playing like it other than the very early stages of the season. Um, you know, losing Reynolds is, is, is throwing their season into a bit of tailspin and you look at John Sutton in the six again and that was normally a recipe for disaster. So um, I'm going to give the Rabbitohs the benefit of the doubt that they've got so much talent in that squad to, um, to, to handle the Dragons and, and ask more questions of the Dragons' defence than what they can answer. And, uh, yeah, I think the Bunnies will win. Monday Night Football, there's always an upset, so the Bunnies to win. It says Sunday on here, on the NRL app. I've got, Mon- got Monday the 11th here. Oh, they've got Sunday the 11th. <laughs> oh, what is Fucking it? That's, uh... How hard is it to get it right on an official NRL app? Yeah, because Sunday is it Sunday is the tenth because that's that's Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So Monday. Well, it's either, it's either was it Sunday the tenth or it was Monday Monday the eleventh. I mean, somewhere one of our lists is wrong in you know part. Yeah. Partially. So. I'm sure we'll fucking hear about it. If it's Monday, South win. If not, Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> And that is full time for episode 187. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, and of course, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Thank you to those who share and, and comment and all that good stuff. Not enough of it happening. I like the likes. Like, likes are good. 
Likes are great, but shares and comments for me. That's the fucking money. So if, uh, if you want to be my favourite, just do that. I want to know where our 5,000 Facebook likes are. We've got close enough yeah, to 5,000 Twitter followers. I think... Uh, we haven't bought any. Rest yeah, assured. That's it, yeah. Just saying. Get in there, bitches. Most years I've had Facebook before you had Twitter. Stop being catfishes and incognitos. And incognitos. put a name on it. Yeah, exactly. Put a flavour on it. Put your fucking name on there. Get in there. Because I mean, you know you're going to turn up Get around up it. You're going to turn up the old logo or the Caxton or wherever this year. And you're going to you're going you're to want to fucking, you know, press the flesh. I mean, you know. Which part of the flesh? Our penises. Okay. Things like that. Fuck, I hope we've got big hands. <laughs> or good aim, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, get amongst it. Now, um, iTunes, got a couple of reviews here. I have to fucking, it's kind of small. Any too. shit ones? Look, they're both five-star reviews, funnily enough. That's great. And we do love the five-star review. This one is uh, entitled... It's been a long time since we've had someone kick us. Yeah, I mean... Well, Proper kick us, you know? Like, not just, oh, I love you guys, but you're a pack of cockheads. Yeah, it's because they... It's because, you know, they look at what happened to fucking Hiroshima, Hiroshima Andos and, you know, Nagasaki fucking the one before that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Big Shunt. Funny shit. Five stars. He's got an asterisk in there instead of an eye for the shit, so that's how he got it through iTunes senses. Nice work. A bit of advice there for future swearing reviewers. Some of the best straightforward commentary on rugby league you are ever going to hear laced with many colourful metaphors. No punches pulled straight to the point. You'll learn more about the game of rugby league listening to this podcast than the BS talk with your mates at the pub. Hash feel my eel. Now look, I appreciate the sentiment, but you probably learn about the same amount as you would with the BS talk with your mates down at the pub. Let's probably slightly less from <laughs> yeah, us. Maybe less, exactly. Um, and got this one sent from uh, the Warriors Suck Balls. He uh, is in Japan. And so he um, put a review in, and it was in the Japanese iTunes store. And that's one that I've never, ever checked, <laughs> ever, ever. I mean, occasionally I'll check the US one, and occasionally I'll check the, uh, the UK. UK one. But never have I checked the Japanese one. And he um, sent one through last year. It's about a year ago, actually. Uh, the boys are keeping it real, except the Polynesian love thing Nate has going. Well, obviously you got that wrong there. <laughs> so you're listening to. I agree. Real talk boring. about the hero's personalities and villain's Wife beaters equals hello cowboys of the ga- of the pl- of the games surrounding the game the games surrounding the NRL games. Apart from a total one-eyed manly, the team not the phallic kind from one of the presenters, and the other with the delusions of tiger grandeur, they're actually pearls of wisdom, wit, and culture over someone's head ninety percent of the time. <laughs> in, in <this> dribble. <laughs> Someone's so, yeah. Uh, if you want a smart and intelligent review, keep looking. But you'll more than likely come back to these two for their irreverent opinions and musings. They also say fuck shit and cunt a lot. So if you're a prudish gronk, be warned. And he said uh, he's put a hash in front of the for the first letter of each one of those words. But it's very clear what, what he's talking was. about. Tipping. Well, nothing's advanced last year. The top ten as follows. Well, the top by by a margin of two is Bush Lemon. Then we've got a couple of guys uh, backed up on 36 with NZ Tiger, David Kingston, Tucker, the Mitch I, and then one point back we've got Sears underscore zero five, Paul Mack underscore seventy eight, Manola Calvete, the new exotic, and Mad Dog and Doug. Fantasy hasn't changed. Rick Grimes, bitch, has been on top from the first fucking week, and he uh, still is, so we'll see how he goes this week. And an update from X-Plane came through for the Pick the Ladder competition, and uh, James Thew, with no Twitter account, is ranked number one. He jumped up 38 places 
this week. Juice. Take number one. Uh, second, Mitch underscore J underscore Hooper. Barjas in third. And um, Will Cunningham, fourth. Mup, fifth. Chapo in sixth. Chapo, 52 places he rose in one week. That is the big, biggest rise in the competition. Barjas raised that big. Bar- Chapo went to almost got laid that one time. Yeah, well, Barjas, he went up 51 spots as well, so credit to him. Uh, Campo, 37, went up 26 to number 7. Uh, Lind- Fuck me dead. For those two fat cunts to rise, it's like someone was holding a donut above the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Lyndall Morrison went up uh, to 8. Tall Hayden went up 43 to 9. And Mad- he just stood up. <laughs> and, and, and Mad Dog... <laughs> Mad Dog uh, underscore no space. Uh, he's dropped nine and uh, ended Clearly up. Clearly being propped yeah. up by Mup. He was first and he's dropped down to 10th now. So th- I love this competition though because it's every week it's just like people shooting. There's no there's no score and there's no banked score. It's just like, you know, you just have a massive like watch the Manly fans fucking rise as the, as the teams, as their fortunes start to rise, so shall the Manly supporters. We'll see. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, shop. Now. I can't remember how many uh, ti- uh, I was going to say Tigers in decline fucking <laughs> run Zero. TMB run TMB shirts uh, there are to offload however um, I think it's about eight so get in there hurry up and make it happen I'm almost at the point where I'm just like fucking let's refund the people and just kill it fuck because, off mate like, fuck. I'm almost at the point where I'm going to personally buy the rest of them so it goes into production yeah it's just it's, it's just fucking so it, like it's disappointing it's disappointing for me for you because you know you're a man of few words. What? <laughs> you're a man of less words than I am, so therefore few words. And you're not expressing how much this is hurting. The fact that this has dragged on for such a long period of time. I'm fe- so for your behalf. I'm just you know on for your sake, mate. We're just. I tell you what we're doing is is we're building greatness, and and greatness in every form takes time. Nathan, and, and you've got to build it piece by piece and brick by brick and T-shirt by T-shirt. And, uh, you know, spectacular piece of rugby league brilliance. One after the other. <laughs> it's, it's all yeah. just part of what we're doing. We're just laying a foundation. And eventually, you'll be like, fuck. I just, I just went out. I went out and stood out on the street. And I was almost run down by a convoy of trucks. Carrying run team B shirts. There was that many. Fuck, I'd be down with that. Me too. That's that's where we're headed. It's <laughs> taking us some time, but we're just building greatness, and that's the level of greatness we're aspiring to. Yeah, aspirations don't print no fucking shirts, so <laughs> don't so, pay no bills. Yeah, so put some fucking money down, buy these last eight shirts, bitches. Last eight memberships on sale as well. If we don't sell those last eight memberships, we may part them off and you know like, give people the opportunity to get scarves beanies and so on but if you want to guarantee it got to get the membership and what else kids jerseys jerseys you've still got we've extended it now um you've got a little bit of extra time to get a jersey if you haven't thank you very much to the people who responded when we really wanted to get it wrapped up and uh jumped on board and got us over that uh minimum order that's sorted the shirt the jerseys are definitely happening 80 bucks for an adult, 60 bucks for kids. Hopefully, as you're listening to the show right now, um, I've got it up there on the site for the kids' sizes and kids' options. So, um, hopefully, ISC's website has sizing information that I can scab off there as well. But um, I'm sure we could get over yeah, it. Get around it. That's it. Get amongst it. Get over it. Get in it. Stay in it. Stay in it. Stay in it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
only need to have a little bit of a pause between the words. I join them together and then stain it if you want. I don't care. This is the logical TMB. byproduct of, of getting in, getting, getting in it. In it. Yeah, all Buy right. a run TMB shirt and stain that. Yeah, stain it. Stain the hell out of it. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> and then buy another one. Exactly. We'll have them for you. That's what about it. that double shot cappuccino just kept me going strong? You still feeling good? I feel good. All right. I've got, I mean, I've got a bit of a fucking, there's a, there's a bit of a fucking uh, fog starting yeah. to descend, but nothing like. Usual. Nothing like normal, yeah. <laughs> good. Well, you get home and uh, don't have a microsleep this time. And that's let's, it. Let's Talk to you next so. week. See ya. Welcome to a 187 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. Isn't it episode 187? What did I say? Just 187. I was thinking, 187 on an undercover carp. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.